Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number 176. We are here. We are going to talk about Washugo results. I got four things on my list to talk about before we even get into Washugo, which should create some interesting bench racing. Good racing. Great racing. Very good racing. Great racing. Uh, before we get started, though, let's thank our sponsors. So first off, like to uh, start with our presenting sponsors here. So our, our newest sponsor here, uh, the BC Pizza. Justin, Yep. I still don't have a read from you. I told you, bro. It's fine. What you're doing, it's good. It's oh. great because I wasn't going to do much <laughs> different. Okay. All right. So BC Pizza, located in Allegan, Plainwell, Otsego, and Kalamazoo. If you're in those areas, check them out. BC.Pizza, gourmet pizza and other junk. I'm very good at this. In case you can't tell, I've done podcasting for a yeah, while. I can tell. We're, we're pros. Hey, we're pros at this. So anyway, uh, thanks to BC Pizza for coming on board. They do have really good stuff. Uh, I'm going to have to stop in and check out some more of the menu items as I've only had uh, some of the pizza and some of the breadsticks. You want a cauliflower pizza? We got those. No. We got a good I'm not pizza. that kind. I, I, you know, um, I, we have someone on the line that's going to just absolutely destroy me on my diet situation, but I don't yeah, like eat. to eat things that my food eats. I just like to eat my Dude, food. Dude, our cauliflower pizza is amazing. But my food eats cauliflower, so I'm out. Okay, anyway, I hope Coach just tears into you. <laughs> he probably will. Anyway, uh, it's fine. So, anyway, uh, also want to thank uh, Premier Custom Trailers. I actually went this week, put my deposit down, got all my final details. For that double stacker trailer? Trailer should be here in like two weeks. God, I wish. A double stacker? Do you know how much that would cost me? I'm already like... 105 like, gr- like grand. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Everyone knows prices are crazy. The discount I got on my trailer is like what it's gone up in the last six months. But you'll have a trailer. But But I'll have a trailer. But anyway, Premier Custom Trailers. Justin, do you need a trailer? No. You want to know why? Because I'm getting one. So we have a trailer. It's like a Wii thing. It is a Wii thing. What's Uh, yours is yours and what's mine is mine. Yeah. Do we need one that's commercial or residential? How about both? Because we're going to use it for all of the above. Uh, Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US-131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. Why did you just point at me? Sometimes you just got to point at people, bro. Okay. I'm trying to be a little animated about that. Okay, look, I've realized that watching the show back on YouTube, that when I sit here like this the whole time, it's very boring. At least you don't yawn anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. We are off that. (laughs) So, um, also on board with us, uh, JT Cycles and the Dirt Bike Depot helping us out with some prizes for our fantasy show, which, transitioning into, we have the Fantasy Podcast also on this same feed. Make sure to check it out. usually comes out the Friday before the races. Me, Justin, and once in a while, that weekend warrior Cole get on there, and we uh, talk fantasy uh, I was results. I his name. <laughs> 
that weekend warrior guy who's also somewhat associated with the show in the very most minor way ever possible. But he's super cross only, so he'll be back yeah, for that. Yeah, super cross only, so yeah. he'll be back for SX. Don't yeah. worry. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so we uh, we talk fantasy through for the Pulpamex fantasy site that we play on, so uh, make sure to check that out. Also, if you really want to help us out, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment down below if you guys are watching on YouTube. Uh, the likes and the comments really help us out. The subscriptions are awesome, and we like that. Uh, hurts our views a little bit because the algorithm is all sorts of fuckity. It's fucking stupid. It's so dumb. I assume we get more views than what it says we do, but anyway, yes, it's an algorithm thing, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, if you're listening to us, welcome in. Thanks for listening. For anyone on YouTube who wants to just listen and not watch, uh, we are on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, so you can find us in all of those places to listen, because I know we do a semi-long show. We're usually between two and three hours, so that's a semi-long-ish show. At least uh, it's not six. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and uh, make sure to check us out on all the major social media outlets. We're very active on Instagram. I'm not sure if that Weekend Warrior guy's doing anything with Twitter. Probably not. I'm not good with Twitter, so that's a... We're screwed there. And then uh, I put some stuff on Facebook. Not all of it. We actually... Uh, me and Justin here. At, yeah, actually, you know what? Here. Uh, in studio with me. Former privateer mechanic. Private... Don't, don't go there. I didn't. Soon to be... Privateer mechanic again. Whoa, whoa. Next year, buddy. Whoa. Next year, buddy. Whoa, that's not confirmed. It's confirmed. That's not confirmed. It's happening. Okay. It's happening. Oh, boy. My personal mechanic right now. Jesus Christ. Because let's face it, I don't like working on bikes anymore. Uh, mostly because <laughs> I don't have time. The one, the only OG co host, Justin Hartzell. What's going on? Hi. Hi, buddy. I've only been here since like two o'clock this two afternoon. O'clock, but hi. We're going on five hours of hanging out. God, we picked up a uh, rental car. I left you in the car parked outside the airport with my kid in the loading zone. Yeah. And I'm surprised she said nothing to you. Are we just best friends now? <laughs> you want to do karate in the garage <laughs> after this? Are we going to get bunk beds? Yes. Yes. Well, we are getting a one-bedroom one room in Crawfordsville for Iron Man. So that's going to go well. We're going to cuddle in the king size. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cuddle in the king size, baby. And there's about four people that just turned this off right now. <laughs> that's all right. It's totally fine. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So uh, speaking of the YouTube channel, we've been, doing, uh, we've been doing some bike build videos. We're working through it. We're getting the CRF 450. We're getting there. It looks like a bike now. It's got a front end on it, so that's yeah. a positive. That's good. It's no longer just a frame and a motor on a stand, so that's a plus. And, uh, yeah, so we're making some content and doing some big things. More announcements coming soon. Soon. Probably, like, after the season. Okay. So, anyway, also on the line with us tonight, friend of the show. Coolest guy on the planet. One of the coolest guys on the planet. We should call him, like, the most interesting man in the world. He is. Because he's probably that. He just he encompasses everything. The one. The only Coach Rob Beams. Hi, Coach. Hey, good. Hey, good evening, guys. How you doing? We're we're doing great. We're doing good. It's always weird. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's weird doing the intros here but because yeah, we've like we've been like hanging out for like five hours. We've been on the phone with Coach for like an hour talking about stuff. So it's always weird to act like, hey, I haven't talked to you in like thirty-seven seconds. But the YouTube people doesn't <laughs> don't know that. That's true. The YouTube people have no idea. Yeah, they don't. But know actually, that. no one has no idea because we didn't record any of it. Oh, that's well. It's all private information. It is private, real private. Hush, yeah. hush stuff. Doing, doing big money things. Top secret. Uh, Area fifty-one. <laughs> UFOs. Okay. Uh, that, COVID nineteen. That's what else can we big go see? Little V. Big C, little V. That's for the jab that's, juice. That's what? 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 That's for another podcast, man. Something like that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, 
All right, boys. Coming in like a bomb. We're, they we're way off the rails already. All right. All right. So show 176 here. As I said, boys, I take notes. Coach, we're going to go to you first. Do you have LOL? Oh, that's 101. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That was a... Oh, yeah. That was actually the IRS phone number I had to call the other day. And that was my code 101, which, of course, if anyone hasn't, we've been talking about this, too. You call the IRS... You go to the IRS website. It doesn't work. They tell you to call the phone number. You call the phone number. They tell you they're dealing with an excessive amount of phone calls, and they tell you to call back tomorrow. Travis, do you have a shell corporation? And then they hang up on you. Do you have have a shell corporation? Not yet. Daddy, Daddy's working on paying next to no taxes. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Just get a mattress company. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So. Um, oh, my God. You want to know what's crazy? <laughs> so here's a story that has nothing to do with moto. Coach, Coach is never coming, coming on, on for the show again. Oh, God. So this dude comes into my shop the other day, right? And I know the guy. He owns a shop locally doing some stuff. I won't say what because I don't want to lead anyone to him. He tells me that he used to be a uh, uh, nightclub person in a city, helped the local police at one point do a drug bust, actually was the guy that they used. He bought a kilo of cocaine off of a drug dealer. That's a lot of Colombian snow. Like legitimately, he said, handed the guy the money, got the kilo of cocaine, which he's like, dude, it's insane. Like it's all wrapped up, but he's like, dude, it's a fucking brick. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, helped him do the drug bust or whatever. They got the guy; it was awesome, you, you know, cool, whatever. But he was just telling me what it was like to hold an actual kilo of, you know, nose beers. You know, what um, a, you know what made this story any better is if he would have told you, yeah. And then I turned around and it exploded. And then I was on cloud <laughs> nine for about a week. <laughs> I don't know. It was just weird. Anyway, anyway, all, right. all right, coach, yeah. we're gonna go to you first here. <laughs> coach is going go for it. The Supercross, Go schedule, it. the Supercross schedule got released this week, okay? Yes. Everyone saw it. Was anyone besides me surprised that, A, we only had 17 rounds, and, B, we didn't have any weekday rounds? I, I, I was surprised by that as well. I mean, that's a big assumption that we're going to be clear to go racing. Uh, maybe they know something that we don't know. But uh, can you imagine being in the business of trying to arrange these big facilities and – as we saw the last couple of years being canceled completely or, you know, no spectators. So yeah, I, I think that sheds a lot of light on, I think we may be out of the, out of the woods with this whole situation and maybe we're going to go back to a normal life. I think the biggest shock to me was not the, the weekday rounds like did shock me a little bit just because of like, Hey, put something on during the week in the wintertime, you know, and it gives yeah. NBC sports, something to fill like a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. The 17 rounds, not so much. Like I know you had said like, oh, they've been talking about 20 or whatever, but like still, I think that we're a while away from that. I will say though, the one thing that shocked me is we're just acting like there's just the no talk of no Vegas anymore. Like we've been having the finale in Vegas for years. And even before that, when it was the U.S. Open, because I used to go out for the U.S. Open quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And now we just act like Las Vegas was just never a thing, which don't get me wrong. Like, it's cool. Utah's good. It's a good place to go. It's much better than Las Vegas, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, like, we, I just feel like we're acting like Las Vegas was just never a thing. Well, so here's the deal that I've heard with this. So, number one, as we all know, Salt Lake City is paying to have the final round there. Well, yeah. Yeah. Now, as what's far as... Slow, what's their thing? Like, the as far, something sports... They're, dude, they're the uh, yeah the sports capital of the U.S. Yeah, or something. Whatever the mayor know. likes to talk about. Uh, anyway, action, action sports capital of the U.S.? Yeah, Is that something it? Like, yeah, yeah, something, something like that. that. Anyway, the other thing, from my understanding, the old stadium is due to be torn down this year. 
Sam Boyd? Yes. Yeah, it's a shithole. That is going away, this, like, due to be torn down. We're not really sure when, but at some point in 2021, they're supposed to start, start the destruction on that. Mm-hmm. I also understand that the new stadium wants nothing to do with motorsports. They don't want monster trucks. They don't want dirt bikes. They don't want anything in there other than sports and concerts. They just want so, their UNLV Rebels. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's my understanding as to why we're not at Vegas at all. Yeah, Sam Boyd, that doesn't shock me. It's a it's a shithole stadium. Mm-hmm. It's fucking terrible. Like they literally when we used to go out there for the finals of Arena Cross, uh, they would tell us like during the day when you'd have like those random windstorms, kind of like in Florida when they have random rainstorms. Yeah. Uh yeah, we when the track would dry out and literally just be blue groove the whole thing, they're like, Yeah, we can't go out and water it. Why? Well, I mean, we can't really get our trucks out there in time and this and that I go. So you can't stop the program for twenty minutes? <laughs> no, we can't. Okay. It's impossible. Thank you. Anyways. It's impossible. All right. So what you got next? Is that it? Anybody else got anything? I'm, Dude, I'm truly shocked we're ne- we don't have 20 rounds. I'm shocked that we're going to California this many times. Like, I know that that's a normal thing, but, like, having the three a, a, like, Anaheims, what are you doing right now? I'm drinking soda. Don't tell yeah, Coach. I, you just told Coach. <laughs> yeah, drinking your liter of Coca-Cola. <laughs> Boom. Don't tell Coach. Yeah, and you hate spinach. Don't tell Coach. I just did. Don't Anyways, tell Coach. Uh... <laughs> uh my only other question on that is, is like, was anybody, and I guess I'll swing it to you first, Coach, were you surprised at any of the venues, or was that kind of, like, were you kind of thinking the same thing? Like, there was nothing on there was like, oh, like, I didn't expect to go there, or why are we going back there? No, nothing new. You know, I have heard that, you know, with Feld being based out of Tampa, mm-hmm. I have heard that it's going to be like every other year, Tampa gets put back on the schedule. Okay. So, uh, I don't know what cadence we're in with that. Um, looks like, you know, that's not... We're going to, with the exclusion of Daytona, which of course is not on Feld's schedule, uh, looks like that'll be the only Florida race that we'll have. But yeah, I mean, um, no, no big surprises there. Um, I think we've got the kind of the standard stadiums that it seems to fit in, whether it's the week before or the week after, after Monster Jam and stuff like that. I guess the big question will be how many people will they let in the stadium and how quickly can we start filling this bad boy up and, you know, get back to normal life as we know it. But no big surprises on my side whatsoever. Well, hey, don't worry, guys. Atlanta Motor Speedway, though. That's yeah, cool. that's yeah. cool. That, from yeah. what I understand, was a complete money move. Oh, because yeah. the Because the Mercedes-Benz is so expensive. Oh, well, I mean, look. So expensive. Look, I mean, look at it, though. Like, does it, does that, I don't think that shocks anybody. No. Uh, were but you hey, a little shocked, though, that two of us being from Michigan, that we're actually going back to Detroit? Somewhat, but not really. Because let's be real, like, Ford Field is a fucking shithole the stadium's not terrible no, it's not I mean, the like, best the, one we the, go to the but, air, the area, but though. yeah the rest of it's kind of just eh, it's whatever um, and y'all michigan people that watch this show can be like oh it's great no y'all know it's not <laughs> y'all know what it's like to go to detroit y'all know y'all, y'all don't say that y'all know <laughs> y'all don't say that um <laughs> but hey don't worry we're also i mean let's face it if we're going to detroit and detroit's bad we're also going to the worst place oakland so if you guys yeah. would like to get uh, robbed, stabbed, raped, and or murdered. Um, or your bike or all your gear stolen. You're, you're good. You're good because we're going there. I'm yeah. not. No. I will watch that I one will, gladly on I TV. I will never, ever go to Oakland, California. Steve Mathis can go ahead and I will call him into the show because I'm sure he'll go and uh, get the actual on-point perspective. I will not be there. Yeah, well, I just... That place scares the I, shit out of me. I was a little shocked to see the Detroit. Like, I understand that they're trying to find places, but I was a little shocked that, you know, because 
we've had this thing where we've gone back and forth to Detroit like every yeah. three four years, and like well, we went several years in a row there. Yeah, yeah, but it's just. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm just a little shocked that we keep going back there because, like, it's, I don't know. It just never seems to work out. Do you guys think that by Anaheim 3, the stadium will still be full? I think so. Coach, what do you think? Yeah, that's that's a million-dollar question right there. I think coming off of this whole COVID situation, I think people will still be extremely excited to get out the door. Um, have we heard it all? Are they going to limit? Or are they just saying, full stadium, let's go? Well, I'm not gonna, anything I've heard that well, there's going to be a limit, but maybe. I really hope, though, that they don't make everybody wear masks in that stadium because, you know, L.A. County, so California. Yeah. yeah. Lord only knows being out there. And, you know, just coming back from San Diego, Michaela and I were talking about this on the flight coming back. It's crazy to me how California positions themselves as being so environmentally, you know, sophisticated. I've never seen a state with more shit on the interstate like you do when you're in California. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it in my life. I'm like, man, they have put this persona out there. Like they're all about, you know, mother earth and let's love one another and let's understand everybody. Holy shit. That is one of the dirtiest places I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't understand it. I mean, we've been Northern California. We've been now Southern California and everywhere in between. I have never seen a dirtier place. So crowded, tons of homeless shit all over the interstates people throwing stuff out the windows like it's nothing um i mean i'm amazed it's it it just blows my mind so yeah nothing surprises me uh being out there i i would just like to see them open up the stadiums and like you say if we could get three sold out crowds two sold out crowds one let's take it and run with it uh sport definitely needs it phil definitely deserves it you know trying to put the series on the way they did but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see I haven't heard that they are or are not limiting it, so let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a bold statement right now. Oh that boy. If they're not well, it's not that it's not gonna be it's not that bold really, but like Getting wild. If they are not li- if they are not limiting people, I will say right now that A one will be sold out. A one will be sold out no matter For what. For sure. I gar- I, I sure. was guarantee it. Absolutely. There's gonna be tickets trading on the second hand market for A one oh, at yeah. triple like the face value. And what I mean sold out, because and and just for the viewers, like if any of you guys have never been to a Supercross, like they like to talk about on the broadcast or like they go to the races, like these numbers are always inflated. It's just how our sport works. They like to inflate things, make it seem oh sold out, and then oh you boy. like you're there and you look in the top. Here we go. You look at the top deck and you're Starting like the shit storm already. You're like really that's that's sold out, huh? Uh, when I mean sold out, like I actually mean I don't think that there is going to be a seat in that whole stadium that's going to be open. Not at all. I I truly believe that. Now I don't know about a two. I don't know about the second round. But yeah, like we, I just feel with the way things have gone, the way Supercross was this past year, all hats off to Feld and everybody that worked really hard to make the series go off without a, you know any problems. But yeah, I feel like A1, if they're not limiting, will be completely 100%. Just remember, out. you got a seat right on the side of the track there, buddy, with a pit board. <laughs> all right, moving on. Anyways. Next thing. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure we've all seen the, uh, the Triumph dirt bike announcement here you mean ricky carmichael ricky brand? carmichael brand uh so is this going to actually take off and do something or is this going to be like uh what was it can cannondale Benelli, or Benelli, Benelli. Give yeah it, give it five years yeah something okay. like that we're in like five years they're like no nah, we're done we're out give me give me five years come back to me in five years coach you've got you you probably have the most uh experience with seeing these things come and go in the industry what do you what do you think on this 
Well, I'm a little bit confused because, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Ricky do a promotion with a Kawasaki two-stroke a couple months back? Yeah, but we won't talk about that. He's, I was going to say, so he was like, he like moved from Suzuki to Cowie, but then he's been riding Triumph like street bikes, and I, I don't know. I can't well, put so all the dots together. Yeah, behind the scenes, I was talking with a couple different people, and my take on it was Kawasaki is the only manufacturer that does not have an adventure bike. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, that makes sense for him to go there because it gives him a foot in another bucket to go out and make money in another division. What I didn't ex- expect was the idea that they're announcing the Enduro and the motocross division in addition to the adventure bike. So yeah. that's where I'm kind of intrigued to see what happens. You know, Ricky kind of took the middle road there. Ricky pretty much follows the money wherever that money may be. And he's in a position where we know he's very loyal to Fox. We know he's got some affiliations that he's not going to deviate from. But the manufacturing side of it, Cowie made sense to me because if you watched him, the only thing he ever promoted was the adventure writing whether it would be him and JH, wherever around the world they were going. I was like, okay, just kind of read in between the lines here. The money for Ricky is going to be in the adventure race, the adventure bike world. Who has an adventure bike that doesn't have a big motocross presence? Triumph. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I predicted it, but I talked to a couple of people off the record, and it only made sense that he would go that direction. I think my biggest thing is I'm just curious what this thing's going to look like. That's my biggest thing because, I mean, like, Harley Davidson tried to do this way, way back in the day. Yeah, and coach, coach definitely knows what I'm talking about. It was not, it was not a pretty bike. Let's just say that. <laughs> my thing is, is like, okay, you make this big ass announcement, right? Yeah. All we're gonna do. Oh, it was all over the moto I mean, scene. We're Australia. Gonna, you, know, you got Ricky. You got MX all this. Vice, everybody was talking. I mean, about dude, it. even Steve was like embargoed to get like sign, had to sign an NDA not to talk about it before he was supposed to. And I'm I'm on board with Mathis on this one. Could. Could I see a picture of a fucking bike? Here's the thing. Like, yeah. Could tri- you just give me a rendering? Tri- Triumph has a lot of very smart people. They've obviously done, been one of the biggest names in the power sports industry f- for a very, very long time. Yeah. So all I'll have to say about this is I've, I've only ever worked on like two or three Triumphs in my life. And I'm very critical when it comes to, when it comes to bikes and how you know, engineers do things. Mm-hmm. And I will say with Triumph, I don't think I ever had a complaint with how things were built Especially like, hey, if I'm riding this every day, how's this going to wear? What's going to be like to take it apart? Well, so I'm going to assume that if they're if they're willing to stick their necks on a line for something that they've never done before, they're going to give it 110 percent, and they're not going to cut any corners. Well, uh, so I'm a little nervous because we had a few dudes back in the day when I was stunt riding that would stunt ride the Triumphs. Yeah, they're they're a little brittle. The, when not, you're throwing them yes, around, yes. they're a little brittle. Now, I know that's a street bike that's not made to be thrown around or tossed on the ground or that kind of stuff. So that was the first thought that crossed my mind was like, man, from my experience, like they're sick bikes. Yes. They ride well. Very expensive, the, though. The expensive, yes. The people that ride them love them. But when we started putting them down, yeah. they were brittle and issues arose. It just makes so, me wonder who the engineers they're going to hire on. If have they're gonna have keep- you seen the rendering where somebody put like the yeah. Triumph logo on a KTM bike? <laughs> yeah, that to me, that's my only big question is, is what is this thing like? Because they're talking about having a race team in two years. Yeah, like 2023. Full fa- yeah, full factory race team. Sick, bring it on. Which this thing is too, is like unless you're paying an assload of money, you're not going to get any top guys to ride for that team your first time out. Yeah, I bet they're going to pay money. No, I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying that's the only way they're going to get people. Because, mm-hmm. like, Aprilia is doing this with their 
uh, or not Aprilia, I'm sorry, Beta. Beta yeah. with their factory team, and they picked up uh, Van Horbeck. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy He says Corf- he loves that bike. Yeah. And he it, says well, it's better than his Honda. Yeah, for sure. It's a good bike. Like, I mean, they've been around the Enduro stuff for a long time. But it just makes me wonder is, is what's this bike going to look like, and what engineers are they going to come up with this? Because it's like, well, who are they going to copy? Because, like, you look at Beta, and it's a little similar to uh, Gas Gas KTM. And like Should we f- buy one and have you take it apart and see if it's as <laughs> and bad the, as a KTM or the, what? And the Fantic over in Europe is, is pretty much a knockoff version of a Yamaha. Hmm. So, like, are they going to do a mixture of all, like, the, the big five? Like, what? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. That's my biggest question. The other stuff, it comes. It's gonna. It's gonna. We'll find out. Well, but it comes, huh? It does. Interesting. <laughs> but <laughs> weird. Man, anyway. That's how they make triumphs. Anyway. <laughs> gotcha. I'm on fire tonight. Why don't you go eat some spinach or something? Shut up, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next thing up, Justin. This is this one's really pointed at you. So, oh boy, have you heard this talk? So uh, you, you're a big MXDN guy. Yep. Big MXDN guy. MX of Nations. Greatest motocross race ever. It's not, but okay. Um, Shut up. <laughs> no one cares anymore. Uh, anyway, um, they're saying mm-hmm. they're saying mm-hmm. that this is going to be a points paying race for everyone. That's like, what how, I'm hearing. Because how's that going to work for us? <laughs> well, this is the thing that they're that was brought up when i was listening to pulp about it and it's a super intriguing topic okay so you got a points paying race yep what happens to these dudes that are good say someone like geyser mm-hmm. okay who rides for this little shithole country Slovenia. that has no one else that rides there yeah they've gotten they've so got, they don't yeah. qualify for the a main well so what the fuck does that do for him yeah especially now like for this year at mantova because they're doing the MX of Nations at the end of September like they always do. Yeah. And then they still have like five rounds afterwards. Yeah. That's why they're – And the reason they're saying that it's going to probably have to be a points-paying race is because otherwise the guys in the points race are not going to ride it. Yeah. You're just going to get a lot of like, you know, Sweden and Finland and like Australia. But then like they said, what the hell do you do with the guys who are – like if they make it a points race so everyone races, what do you do with the guys who For are Amer- in the points race who are on countries that aren't going to make the A-main? Well, and then also, like I said, what are you doing to entice the Americans? That's uh, 100% a because, thing too. Because, and, and, I'm, and, and let's be honest, and you know how much a bi- how big of a Euro guy I am, so I'm not just saying – like I'm not just saying this, but everybody knows for the MX of Nations, it's really – it's always been us versus them mm-hmm. because if we're not there – it's it's kind of like after 2001 when we didn't set a team because of 9/11. Like we'll slap anybody in the PP at Supercross. Yeah, well this isn't Supercross, buddy. We'll get slapped care. in the PP outdoors. Uh it's it's not it's just another GP, which that's fine, especially with the way GPs are going this year. Mm-hmm. But it's like if we're not there, it kind of deflates the whole thing because then it's like, well this is just another GP, except the difference is it gives the home crowd somebody to root for. Like the Italians this year have a really really good team. Yeah. So, and it's going to be in Italy with Cairoli, Mattia so Australia. Well, they have an issue about who they're going to send, though, because they actually have one of the best teams in a while. So who are we going to send? Because they have, like, five dudes they could send. Um, if both Lawrence brothers aren't there, I'll shoot myself in the foot. Oh, they'll be there. Jet will be in the MX2, and Hunter will be in the MX3 class, mm-hmm. and Luke Clout will be MX1. Yes. But, um, yeah, I don't really – I don't I don't know. I, this is a very interesting predicament they're like in Like, they're going to have to, but see, the thing is, this year they're only in that predicament because of how the schedule is. The schedule uh-huh. kept getting pushed back. Yeah, but they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. I mean, Well, I'm just really curious is, is like, what are we doing on the American side? Like, I think we need to get to the point where are we going to make up our mind because Cowie has got far, their stance. As far as who we're sending? Well, are we going to keep doing this? Because, like, we know that everything that's been going on. Like it's going to be Barsha, Sexton, RJ. 
God, no, I hope not. Um, That's the only team it really can be, to be really honest with you. No, I have a few different ones in mind. It could okay, be. Okay, great. Throw them out there, and I can you tell said, you how you said you're wrong. Barsha, you said Barsha, Sexton, and Barsha, RJ? Barsha, Sexton, and RJ. Okay, I don't have a problem with Barsha, Sexton, but you could put AP in there if he's staying at Yamaha. Absolutely not. You he, could, you he, could he, put Justin Cooper no, in there. Hold on. No. Why? None of the star guys are going because they're moving to Florida that week. Well, Kyle's star not sending has, their Star guys has already come out and said they are not going because they're well, moving to Florida that week. They cannot put the resources R- out there to go. I guarantee RJ doesn't go either. Well, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how they're going to go about this. Can we uh, just get a can we just get a green card for well, Jet? Or it doesn't what? it doesn't really matter because either no matter who we send, we're not going to win. Well, yeah. I it, mean, but, I mean, uh, that I'm not. Concerned I'm just about. more. I'm just more curious. Who's our Puerto Rican team going to be? <laughs> <laughs> Travis Pastrana. God uh, no. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I don't. I don't know because that doesn't do anything for us. Like it has to do something for them because they're they're they don't have to race that race. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a super interesting thing to speaking, see how it goes. Speaking of MX of Nations, uh, Redbud, MX of Nations, 2022. Coach, you in or what? Yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. And, you know, you go back, you know, going back to your comment about Plessinger, he's definitely going to KTM. He's not being retained at Yamaha. Okay. Damn um, it. So, you know, the idea that he goes to KTM, you've got Roger as a team manager, I think, it wouldn't be surprised to see Plessinger over there. Yep. Um, like you say, we know Cowie is not committed at all, any shape, form, or size. So it starts to limit it down pretty quickly. Um, you know, Sexton seems to be catching some fire here. Uh, is that somebody that gets thrown into the mix? Sexton seems to be a pretty down-to-earth guy. He said on a um, motocross action interview this weekend that he was he was going, if they ask him, yeah, see, that's that's what I think is so cool. I mean, he strikes me as somebody that would do it for the honor. Yeah. You know, like you said, for a lot of guys, it just doesn't matter anymore. anymore. Nobody cares, which is a sad state of affairs for the sport. Pisses me uh, off. Just, yeah, but in all fairness, I mean, I can see both sides of the coin. Um, I'm very big about America. I think America is the best country in the world. I think we need to represent. But then what are you going to represent? One of the biggest debacles known as designations because of the political nature (laughs) of the sport, uh, of the actual event itself. Um, I have no problem getting politically involved and having an adult conversation about politics. I have no problem. I don't shy away from it. But, you know, I think our sport as a whole needs to wonder why the athletes don't see the, the benefit of it, the importance of it. Um, yeah, we can argue that our race series indoors and outdoors is extremely long. We put our riders up at a disadvantage because they come in so fatigued before they even get there. The idea that, let's face it, you know, some of these guys, I mean, is it, a, is it, are we saying anything disrespectful to say that Hurling is the fastest guy when he's not injured? No. Um, are we the best outdoors anymore? No, we just aren't. Um, not because our riders are inept. It's just the idea that we, that the landscape for our riders does not make them dominant in a global setting. They're tired before they get there. The race series is extremely long. Um, you know, we've talked about this off the record. Think about hurling and those guys. They race six months out of the year. Yep. They're going to be fresh for designations. Yep. Always. Yep. That's not a now again we could sit tit for tat all day long but you know you take somebody you take our three best guys and you put them against the three best in the world if everything's kept constant and we're coming in fatigued we're not we're not going to show our potential you know it's like just for the sake of the listeners it's like having a motorcycle that has 300 hours on it go yeah i've got my national bike (laughs) i mean that's what we're sending to destinations you know no Mm -hmm. fault of their own they have to race every weekend 
and you know there's certain guys that really want to represent the USA, uh, represent US, but they are going there doing the best they can with what they've got. We know Roger's a great team manager. This bullshit about Roger needs to be replaced is ridiculous. The guy is, I mean, who are you going to put in his place? Mitch Payton. Yeah, Cowie said that. What well, I heard something about, like if uh, they're never going to send a guy if Roger's the team manager ever again. That's, just, ma- that's mature. Yeah. Well, it's Cowie. Sick. Yeah. Well, who? And okay, like I said, I don't mind talking controversially. Who do they think should go and replace a Roger? Oh, Mitch? I agree. No, that's, there's nobody that can. I just that's my point is, is it's fucking stupid to even have that conversation. Right, but I'm just saying if Cowie's going to say they're not going to send somebody if Roger's the team manager, cool. Who would you like to see go in Roger's place? I can't think of anybody. See, that's the problem that I have is when you put an ultimatum like, yep, if Roger's team manager, we're not going. Okay, that's cool. It's your money. We get it. Give us a solution. Who's the next best thing? Yeah, Mitch would be the only other guy that I could think of, really. I mean, if you want to Who would that be? Mitch Payton. He'd be the only other guy. I mean, yeah. The, another guy that I would think of is, is Eric Kehoe, but he would never do it. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got your Eric Kehoe's, you got your Mitch Paytons. Hell, you could put in Will Hahn right now. He's got so much experience on both sides of the fence. Yes, that's but, awesome. You know, it, but does Gascast have the resources? You know, I think with with Will being over there now, hey, do they need some fresh blood? Okay, I could see that going. But then, what's Will Hahn going to do? Who's the first person he's going to call? Roger. Yep. I mean, it's if they want a new face, great. But Will's not going to go over there and try to figure out on his own. Mm-hmm. He's going to call up the best. Um, it just it goes without saying. I mean, it's just to to say that Roger is not a good team manager and his tenure is run dry is ridiculous because the riders he has to take over, no matter who we send, they're all all of our riders are absolute studs, mm-hmm. but but they're tired. Yep. It's yeah. a series that wears them down before we even get there, especially when you look at the series is over and everybody else is heading to the cruise to go to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And we've got guys that have to hold on to fitness for another two to three weeks, then travel, then come back, then jump right into the holidays, jump right into Monster Cup, get right ready for A1. Yeah. Who, who would want to go that route? Well, I mean, our biggest, our biggest downfall is the fact that we spend so much time eight, six months eight months out of the year on supercross okay that's just all there Look, is to it the only thing you need to know why mxon is a shit show is because the two people running it from our end and their end giuseppe davy coombs yeah that's right. the reason why it's a <laughs> that'll shit show. tell you everything that's you all need you need to know, to know about that that's all i need to say to the listeners that's why mxon is a shit show look if you really want to get me fired up and rolling about this because they brought this they did bring this Je- up on paul last week Can- can't remember if jeff canfield is part of that though because if he is that I don't think so. I think it's just Davey. Is the fact that these dudes have to go represent their country and spend 10 to 20 Gs out of their own pocket to go fucking do it. And then you have to worry about the whole crew that comes with them, too. But yet, but yet, if I go to that race, and mind you, I don't remember exactly, but if I go to that race and I want to get in that VIP tent, it's going to cost me 750 bucks. Yeah. And you're going to pay out three grand to the people, to the dudes, for the whole team. That's not even an individual guy. You're gonna pay out three grand to the fucking team that wins. Yeah. Get fucked. Yep. But I will say though, I am looking forward to it being at Redbud next year. Uh, I mean, we're totally going. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, like yeah, I, like I said, for go. me, MXO, MXON 
It'll be uh, the fourth one that I've been to. I've been to all three in the last 10 years in the States, or 15 years. Look at this guy over here bragging like an asshole. I'm not bragging, dude. I just, man, I, I love the event. I really do. But it's just unfortunate because it takes the wind, the, uh, you know, the wind out of the sails because it's not as big of a deal to our guys anymore. Like I said, I was there in Bud's when... Ricky's last race. RV did what he did that day. Tim Ferry, you know. God, that would have been cool to see. And then I was there in 2010 when RD, when Dunn, Sh- and Shorty, and Kennard, you know, when other than Kenny, like, those, they were the guys. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. It's, to me, it's a very important race. It just, it sucks because growing up, you know, when guys like Jeff Stanton and, you know, Damon Bradshaw and Jeff Emick and McGrath, and then you go to the 2000s, when it was Stu, when it was Ricky. Back when men were men and women were glad they were. Where are you going to go with that? That's exactly where I just went oh, with that. Oh, that's, that's where you're going to stop? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just very that's, unfortunate. That's how the saying goes. It's even like RV after 2018, he was he just he shook his head with how our guys performed. He said it was absolutely pathetic. And it's just unfortunate that it's gotten to the point that our guys don't care anymore. Look, man, there was I shouldn't no say they don't care. I shouldn't, that track. I shouldn't say that they don't care anymore. It's just like we talked about. It's, it's hard to get up for that event like Coach just articulated when you're putting 300 hours on your national bike and you're just gassed. Like it's, it's very unfortunate. So, well, and, and one thing that really chaps my ass is, you know, we got the Olympics going on right now. I Um, love the Olympics. Most of the listeners know that our bit, our biggest business segment is the triathlon side of the world. Okay. So you have USAT triathlon, not the biggest organization in the world. They pay 100% of the athletes to go to the Olympics. They have a junior development program. When those athletes are on a junior development program, they get a stipend to live. Hmm. And our fucking our fucking sport can't put together something to create. I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but that's why I put together my Moto E amateur development program. Toot away, Let coach. me try to offset the cost of these athletes to go racing, thanks to our sponsors. Let me develop for them and provide for them an, a nutritional and a performance program so they don't have to pay for it so that they can go and try to race at the elite level. And yet we have, as you just, uh, you know, as you guys articulated, our athletes have to pay out of their pocket to go represent the USA. That's unfucking believable to me. And the 9,000 people that go with them that want to, you know, want to be part of team USA. And I do it air quotes, team USA at the race, you know, we have like the biggest entourage of people. At yes, the they go. They go for free. Yeah. Now, mind you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, mind you. All we'd have to do is sell those spots for a thousand dollars a piece, dude. Do you? Which have, they would sell out every single fucking time. If you told the average, just even the average fan that just knows a little bit about moto, and it would cost you, no one anything to go then. Yeah. To represent they, us, they would do it in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? Because if you if you told Johnny that him and his you know eight year old son. That all you'd have to do is spend a thousand dollars to be in the Team USA pits at Redbud of all places next year. They'd be like, "Fucking, I, I don't care." We get would out, be there. Get a checkbook. I would have swiped the card last week for Ex- us to exactly. go do that. Exactly. Both no, of us. I completely agree. I really do. Now, obviously, that's a pipe dream, but like, I completely agree. And, and I wear every- a Team USA jacket and stand you, there and act like I know something. You, yes, you, yes, you, I can. You would. And you know what the crazy thing is too? If we, you know, we talking about experiences. Oh, when they're going to the local track to dial in the bikes, you get to go with them. Everything that they get to do, you're part of that experience. Mm-hmm. Fucking people would be but, all. But, but here's my. But here's my question, though, Justin. Where is the AMA? You and I hold a card. Yep. I have a USAT membership oh card. Now we're gonna go down another rabbit hole. I here. love it. Let's keep going. Holy shit! <sighs> so where is AMA Ohio 
we know that MX Sports owns AMA Racing in mm-hmm. the United States, right? Yep. Maybe not own it. I think Davey says he has a lease on the, or whatever the heck terminology they use. Where's AMA Ohio with all of the thousands of people that they boast are AMA members that is- at 50, 100, whatever it is? Where in the world is that money going? Oh, don't tell me this bullshit that you're out protecting our rights to ride in the woods. That shit, that is such an, a mantra that's been so overused and so dated. I've heard that in like 94. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they're just a shell company, owns, all right? This is all like. All of us own AMA cards. Look, AMA, I, that's why I love to draw the parallel between how many USAT triathlon members there are, and we send a team on top of a junior development program, and we have AMA, AMA flat track, uphill. Supercross, motocross, road racing. In triathlon, you only have one umbrella. AMA has a multitude of umbrellas. And we have our riders. I I love when Mitch Payton was on Whiskey Throttle talking about how much money he pays out of his own pocket to support our team. Oh, yeah. That's fucking ridiculous to me. Look, Coach, if you're in the AMA, if you're in for 20 years, you get a pen and a notebook. (laughs) There you go. God, that's all you need, right? You have paid $10,000 and you get a pin and a notebook. Yep. I just paid a, uh, It's you know, kind of like our local series. You just spend, you know, 50 grand to go race all these races just to get a plaque at the end of the year. And a jacket. That says your name on it. Yep. You get a jacket. Yep. Yep. Nope. Yeah, this is. Hey, I'm hanging that number one plate on the door. All right, bud. (laughs) Door door of the trailer. We've got the Olympics going on right now. You know, you've got um, one of the guys that I like to follow, uh, Connor Fields, BMX world champion, yep. defending number one plate in the in the sport of BMX. Okay, USA Cycling took him over there, took a team over there, took a group of coaches with them. They're not paying their tab. Yep. And and I don't know if people realize this, but you look at USA Cycling; those athletes, just like triathlon, just like running in track and field, they're on a monthly stipend. They're getting paid to represent USA through January through December from the last Olympics to the next Olympics based on rankings. Yeah. What in yeah. the hell are we doing? Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a big, uh, I'm a big freestyle wrestling guy, and it's the same thing. Like our USA Wrestling, they have all these different camps and all this stuff, and they have all the guys that finish second and third at the trials, and they're all getting paid to go just in case something happens or – to train with the guys that are actually there to give them, you know, I don't want to, it's not sparring, but training guys that they can roll with and, you know, be on the mat. Sure. And they are all going there and they're all being paid to be there. They're not just, oh, we're taking, you know, hey, you're just coming with us because you're part of our team. But yeah, you're not getting compensated for it. No, they're getting paid to go because they're there to make our guys, our guys that won, that are there representing our country and women better. Mm-hmm. It's not just we're taking your time and no, you have to be here because you're, you know, an Olympic or a USA wrestler. No, you're getting paid to be here. And I don't know. It's just fucking stupid. But, but listen to what you just said, though, Justin. That's what I love. You're there as an asset to take the team to its potential. You're not a liability. Yep. But our mindset, and you mentioned the two, Giuseppe and MX Sports, those two think and act exactly alike because they work in conjunction with one another. They're the two bookends of the system, and everyone else is stuck in the middle. It's a, it's a fucking debacle. And it has to change. We need to overthrow them. <laughs> Time to start the Le Revolution. <laughs> like Cuba. Well, it goes back to like it goes back to like what Grundle was saying. It's not very hard to fix the system. It just takes 
some organization. It takes some forethought. It takes some effort. Um, how many times have we talked both on and off the air collectively? The writers have absolutely zero voice. And as soon as they start to get a voice, they find a way to, to dismantle it. And unfortunately, with it being such a young man's sport, how many 16-year-old kids know how to even put it together? Mm-hmm. Uh, the parents are just yeah. busting their ass to try to get to the races, which we won't even talk about spending $100 to race for seven minutes after driving three days across the country. It's fucking highway robbery. Yep. It's ridiculous. And then if you So, no. yes, you have a perfect debacle. You have the parents that are exhausted. You have the parents that are overextended. And by the time they get into the pro ranks, they're barely just able to get enough done on a daily basis to go racing. So the athletes cannot get some collective momentum. They cannot get a collective voice started. Why? Because by the time they get it started, they're hurt, they're injured, or their career is over. Yep, kids out of the sport in two years. (laughs) That's exactly it. So the guy's like, well, why the hell would I spend time trying to make the sport better? I need to go into the working world and move on with my life. And I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I say that 100% 100% respectfully. But that is a perfect dynamic for somebody that doesn't want there to be a writer's voice because if you can keep them absolutely wide open, we just teased earlier, the top guys are fucking exhausted. Who's going to want to come back around and want to make a difference? Those that made good money, they're like, later, I'm out. Those that didn't make it, they're like, well, I tried. But you got to move on with life versus you look at the big unions, NFL, Major League Baseball. And again, none of us are naive to say, oh, you're comparing moto to football. <laughs> well, the shit had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go back to the growth of the or the, the, the life of the sport back in the early 80s when there was just I mean, the sport was on fire. Look at California. You could race every freaking day of the week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to get into, oh, well, the environmentalists, we've lost our ability to race. Fuck. Shut up. Well, California. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> California just put a two stroke ban out, so there's that. Absolutely. You know? No, it, it just, it, it always amazes me that when you start to bring up a point of discontent, they want to change the narrative and move the focal point. You know, it's kind of like when Hopper was talking about the idea that the parts. Everybody gets the same thing. And then Davey, Davey Millsaps goes on and goes, no, they don't. I fucking <laughs> had nothing compared to James. Mm-hmm. And then if you read the comments for the keyboard experts, they go, well, oh, okay, okay, okay. So maybe the parts don't always get evenly distributed, but you're comparing James to Davey. Okay, so first of all, you were raising hell because you said the parts were not being, all parts were evenly distributed. Then Hopper's point gets validated by Davy Millsaps going, uh, yeah, I didn't get the same thing James did. So the point in the conversation was, and the original thread of discontent was, oh, that never happens. Davy Millsaps validates that it happens. So what do the keyboard experts do? They change the perspective. They move the target. That's why I like I, it. I, it just makes me do nothing but laugh my ass off. That's why I like always when Weege talks about the star motors and then he goes, yeah, they're all on the same motor. And then I go, I don't think Jarrett Fry would uh, have that same sentiment. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've known some things yeah. about that team. Yeah, we've known some things the over equipment. the years. Yeah. I don't think Jarrett Fry would say, yeah, my motor's just as good as Jeremy's is. No. <laughs> yeah, you won't be hearing that. No. And you could go back over the years over Husqvarna. You could go, I mean, it's just a guy that 
is new to the team and is running in the top 10, top 12 every weekend, has a little bit of pushback on the team. And then amazingly, he's outside the top 20, almost like a light switch. Mm -hmm. Do the listeners with any bit of education really think that that rider just shit the bed that bad and fell out of the top 15. Coach, we can't Seriously? do we can't do critical thinking anymore. Yeah, That's yeah. illegal. Yeah, all right. It's, it's it's a little weird that year at Geico that RJ's bike kept having electrical issues. So weird. Yeah, so weird. Weird things happening. Yeah, it's really weird too. Incredibly, that the, the coincidence is just astounding. Yeah, it's super weird too that one day at High Point that both Jeremy and Alex's star Yamaha's both had a had issues that day too. That's that's odd. God, that's coincidence. Yeah. Shit's wild. But they're all the same engines. <laughs> yes, they're, they're all, all fabricated exactly the same because obviously one rider's running at four RPMs higher than the other, yep. and that's why it grenaded. Yep. Clearly. I mean, in all fairness, Germ doesn't really let off, okay? <laughs> Germ is W half <laughs> I, I have seen him ride. The clutch is his brake pedal. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, that's right. So that Absolute is somewhat beast. fair. Love it. But, but still, yes, yep. yeah. no. It, it is astounding that people actually believe that that's going on, and it's like, well... You don't know what you don't know, I guess. Now. That's exactly it. Speaking, moving on here, speaking. Yeah, we're eventually going to get to start talking about Speaking of people getting screwed over. No, I have one more topic before we even get to race stuff. (sighs) Caleb Russell. Oh, dude, I can't even. (sighs) I can't. Coach, have you heard about this? Which part? The part that he's no longer riding for KTM, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I mean, it. Is there any wonder why? I mean, running around in 32nd place on a factory 250? Seriously? Well, so here's my thing. Oh, God. (laughs) Let me defend this a little bit, all right? So, Caleb, as we all know, million-time GNCC champion, right? That's not an exaggerational number. No, that's 100% true. He won like a million titles in GNCC for KTM, right? Yeah. He uh, comes out, does a moto race, at Unadilla, it's muddy. He finishes what, like fifteenth or something? Yeah, the four fifty. Yeah, yeah he was, was, top was really good. For, yeah. Now he comes out this year, wads himself before the season. Yep. Wads himself at Paula. Yep. Has like some a couple of okay finishes. Then Red Bud's just shit, and then gets a call from from uh, the Coster. Was, was it Roger? Or was it Ian? No, it was Roger. Okay, was what he said. Gets a call from Roger. Basically telling him, like, you got to perform because Austria's giving me hell. Yep. And then the next week, eh, okay week, and then boom, he's just out. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm on both sides of it, though. This dude has sold a gazillion, again, not an exaggerated number, a gazillion KTMs for you. You can't keep him on a bike for six more races. I mean, the dude isn't making a career out of moto. Yeah, he's made his career out of off road, and he's sold again a gazillion KTM's for you, and you can't put him through six more races of outdoors. It's not like he's winning so much bonus money you can't afford it. I mean, yeah, I, it's I, fucking ridiculous. I look at it from both sides. It's like fucking ridiculous. I feel really bad for Caleb. Like I said before, you know, a couple hours ago, like I've never met Caleb personally, but I know people that have you know talked to him, had conversations with him. And he's not a guy that, you know, he doesn't put on a front. Like, the guy that he is in the video is the same guy he's at the races and mm-hmm. vice versa. Very nice guy. You know, he doesn't bullshit. Now, once again, these could be just people telling me this and he's, they're lying, but who knows. Um, 
But I also see it from the same end, like, hey, like we got a bike out there. We got a rookie in Max Volan who's having a very good season. Like, we don't expect you to be beating him, but we need a guy that's kind of a little bit opposite of him. Like, we need something there. So I look at it, both of it. I mean, it kind of just goes back to what all three of us have been talking about with the way things are. Like, this is he just has how sold these teams a gazillion bikes. He, he for has. You. He has. It, it just way more than what it's costing you yeah. to put him through six more rounds. I think my only thing was is that was shocked me about the whole thing. Can we call Ma- he, Can why? we call Marvin Cooper and be like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why was he on a two fifty? He should have been on a four fifty. Well, who the fuck knows? Yeah. But can we call Can we call Marvin Coop and be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? Hey, Marv had a good weekend because those are the guys that I'd be worried about. Marv had a good weekend. I don't give a shit about the guy that sold more bikes than those two combined. He's got more titles than those two could fucking dream of. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's just the way things are. It's unfortunate. I it's feel bad for Caleb. It's horseshit. You're pretty fired up. About I'm this. real fired up about that. Like, Man, bro, Caleb this fan. is this is where it comes down to a little bit of brand loyalty. He was loyal enough to you his whole racing career to continue to race for you and bring you championships. Brand loyalty doesn't exist. And now he's looking for a little bit of brand loyalty to go chase this little bit of a moto well, dream he's got, and you can't carry him for twelve fucking races. He's going to triumph. <laughs> God, I fucking hope so. <laughs> Probably star signed him. To be honest with you, who knows? I don't know. I'm fired up about it just because I'm like, this, it's bullshit. All right. Can we just get to Washougal? Yeah, let's get to Washougal. <laughs> All right. 250s. I think the big story in the 250 class, at least in the first moto, Hampshire didn't crash. No, but Jaleek Swole did. Oh, fuck. Did he ever? God damn. Uh, yeah, Hampshire didn't crash yesterday, which was wild. Ran out of steam a little bit at the end of that moto, though. A little bit. Which is a little weird. Not, like, not quite as early as Carson Mumford did, but he ran out of steam early. Hey, man, good on Carson Mumford, though. I'm pretty sure that's the first laps he's ever led of a national. Because, yep. I mean, obviously his last year and a half has been pretty up and down, Supercross yep. included. But good on him, man. Like, it's actually showing that, like, what Davey, whatever Davey's doing for him, it's working. Because, like, his speed is there. So his post-race interview, he felt great while mm-hmm. he was out in front. Didn't He said he didn't feel uncomfortable with the pace. Yep. He felt awesome. Then all of a sudden he just... Things start happening Got arm quick. Pump. Well, yeah. things, you could tell that things were happening quickly because once again, we all know like it's it's you can different. Watch it happen. Yeah, it's different from talking about like, hey, if I get a start, like I got the sprint speed, I got the endurance, but then you get out there and you realize like how much your brain has to work, and then you do have to do it for not oh, that's a lap. Shit, now I got to do this for another thirty-two minutes. Yeah, you know. So like, I'm not a big Carson Mumford believer by any means, but it's once again, it's it's pretty cool to you know finally see him putting it together because the speed's there. Um, I just don't think that the endurance is quite there yet. Um, but yeah, like he keeps getting starts, keeps running up front. Like he's going to get it figured out. It's just the class is so freaking. It's a good way to start by getting a whole shot and running up front. And hey, how dumb are you? How dumb do you feel at HRC when the guy on the privateer, essentially Honda, just whole shots and starts running away for the first couple laps? Exactly, and, and then your your wonder boy is in fifteenth fucking place. Yeah, I bet Michael Lindsay probably uh, had a bunch of phone calls after after yesterday. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought that was great, I, dude. I can't. Hey, believe. they didn't throw a chain either. That's pretty cool. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> there was no well, chain. Well, and to see and to see like when uh, a Jet got around him, and then he came right back after him and yes. drove right back underneath him. Oh yeah, uh, that 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 was incredible. It, to me, that showed so much athletic maturity because he's like, I'm not going to let the excuse of a non-factory bike. I'm up here. I belong up here. You know, he's had a stellar amateur career. It was, I don't know. I, I, I love the way that he counterattacked. 
Uh, it wasn't like, okay, I got lucky, got a whole shot. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to race it for as long as I can. I thought it was, it was unbelievable. Great, yeah. great day for, for Mumford for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The kid, the kid's racecraft is good for being so early in his career. Just like I said, if he just works on that cardio a little bit more. And like I said, just gets used to being up front and running that pace. Cause that's the thing. Like it's like I said, it's one thing to talk about it, but these kids yeah. realize it real quick in a hurry. Like, Hey, and Jalik Swole realized it at high point when you get a start, they don't just run that pace for the first two, three laps and then settle in. They're doing it for 15 minutes straight mm-hmm. and then that's settling right. in. And that's, I don't care who you are, that's a big shock when you're not used to that. It's a fast pace. And, and that's the thing is, is, is Mumford, quick. Mumford realized that, but he keeps getting starts. He's going to eventually adapt to it. He went 11-11 for 11th overall yesterday. Good thing. He, well, at least he didn't go 11-11 for 12th overall. Yeah, that would be terrible. <laughs> talk about talk about wanting to drive off a cliff. Jesus. Um. Yeah, no, so good on him. Like that. That's pretty cool. Did RJ crash at all yesterday? I don't uh, think he crashed at all. I don't think so. He went 2-3 for second overall. Well, let's talk about, before we get into the, the top guy, well, I guess this guy was a top guy, uh, Pierce Brown. Anybody really see that coming after the way Millville? Absolutely not. I thought he was dead at <laughs> The way Millville ended? Millville. I mean, dude. I thought he got hit. He six, was a zombie. Four. He ran off the track, and then I thought he died. 6-4 for what he get? Did he get fourth or fifth? Uh, Six four for fifth. Okay, uh, sixth place. I you could probably tell he pumped up a little bit at the end of that moto because his lap time started dropping off. Yeah. Second moto though, when he got in that battle with Jet and uh, it, Schwartz was in there for a little bit. Um, yeah. No. Very impressed. Yeah. Like he was just put it. He just put two good motos together. Like he didn't really make any huge mistakes. Um, so very impressed with him. Even though they're not going away from him, I think that he, just confidence-wise, needs to start putting it together because eventually if he just keeps going, hey, I have one good race, and then shits the sheets the next three weeks, it's going to start getting to him. Like, hey, can I, can I keep doing this? Can we start like a Will Hahn effect chant or something? Well, I mean, what, if Michael what? Moseman wins a moto or an overall by the end of the year, I think we should. What could our, what could our catchphrase be with this? Because I think we need something to the Will Hahn effect. Something. I don't know. I'll come up with something. Will Burr. Will Burr. You know, Will Burr. Like, it's kind of like the Dylan Danger Zone. We need something with Will Hahn. Wilbur 6'9". Wilbur 6'9". Okay. Is this, is this a coincidence that Will Hahn has moved to Gas Gas? And we've had Moseman podium. We've had Barsha win. Yep. We've had Brown look like he actually knows what he's fucking doing. No, it's not a coincidence. Will Hahn is just that totally damn good. Totally agree. Will Hahn is just that totally damn good. Totally agree. Yeah. He's just that damn good. And I really am getting sick and tired of people like, oh, no, it's just the team is really good. And the bikes. No. It's Will Hahn. Will's like, not as busy. Maybe I can get him on the show now. I mean, he's he's a cool dude. He really is. I'll DM him. Go for it. I'll see what's up. I just it, it pisses me off that people are like, oh, it's it's the team, it's Star. It's yeah, that's part of it. But Will Hahn is just that good at his job. Like, start giving the man credit. Him and Barsha apparently are real close. Uh, well, well, it'd I mean, be one it'd be one thing if it was a one weekend hit. Yep. But to see Moseman and Barsha last weekend, and then to see them both do pretty well this weekend, um, I, I totally agree. I think Will he brings a, a a charismatic approach. Obviously, he's very serious, but he's very funny. He's very funny, but he's very serious. Um, it's no surprise that you know uh, Barsha's been wanting him over there for a while, and I think now that that environment is established, I think it's it's pretty doggone powerful. Well, and he's also I one of the. He's I, also, I dream of Will. Oh God, he's also one of the very few team managers to ever exist in this sport. That at the time uh, could go out and give him a week, and could go out and run the pace of their top guy on the team for five laps. Yep, <laughs> so totally agree. That uh, that helps too, because like when he says, "Oh, you you hit that rut shit," and they go, "Well, you hit it better." Well, I can. 
Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the greatest thing is he's just a trainer now. Yeah, no, like that's great. all he is. So it's hilarious that he's just a trainer. He's moved from a management position to a trainer position, and like the when he swapped teams, it's like all of a sudden everything's better. <sighs> Who do you think got the upgrade? Gas, gas, her. <laughs> Star was Seth. Gas, Rer- gas, Seth gas. Rarick. Gas, gas, hundred percent, no question. Ah, uh, Seth Rarick. Gas, gas is having fun, fun with Will, Will. Don't do that. Well, and it'll nah. be it'll be interesting too, you know, because Tyler's dad is is essentially Troy Lee's right hand man. Yep. It'll be curious to see how that dynamic starts to fall into place there. To see if Tyler, you know, can he handle the pressure of Will and his background? Does Troy himself say, "Hey, look, maybe we need to give Will a shot over here"? He certainly has a track record of success. Will the nepotism allow? you know, will to be able to move in there. That that'll be interesting to see what happens over the rest of the summer. Mm-hmm. God, I hope so. Cause like, I don't know. It, it's just a cool story for gas gas, you know, Barsha going out, getting the supercross win for him, getting the outdoor win. Mosman getting on the box. Pierce Brown finally getting it together, having success in, with Mosman and supercross. It's just, I don't know. It's a cool story. I know everybody's like, well, you know, it's an extension of KTM and all this and that. Yeah, that's true. But it's just, I don't know. Troy Lee had a lot of success for a lot of years with, with Ben Townley and Malcolm Stewart, you know, when, when Pingree was over there and stuff. And then they've obviously kind of gone through a setback a little bit, you know. But, yeah, it's it's just cool to see the story, you know. And like I said, three very talented dudes that, you know, are finally – I mean, Barsh has put it together, but Mo's been in Brown at least. Yeah. So, yeah, no. I think if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be it's gonna be Will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coach, I know totally we're getting agree. I know we're getting short on time with you. Anything you want to touch on here, either two fifty or four fifty? It's a it's a dealer's choice here. No, I appreciate it. I I think as as silly as it sounds, I think you got to give Dylan Schwartz bringing that Suzuki into the top ten. Um, it, you know, from good starts and then staying there. You know, he went thirteen six. I was really impressed with his ability to keep that Suzuki up there. Um, shows a lot of his diligence. You have to give the guys, um, um, I know people say it differently. I call it Noreen, you know, um, the Suzuki twisted tees, hmm. uh, the Suzuki's, I mean, you got to give the guys credit. Um, I apologize. Who is it that owns that Suzuki program? Is that, um, the uh, bar, the bar X team? Yeah. The bar. I mean, you got to Let- give the guys credit. Yeah. Larry Brooks is the guy who kind of run. I don't, he doesn't own it, but like he pretty much runs the, Runs the program. He's the mm-hmm. one that kind of brought Dylan and uh, their other amateur guy, Preston Kilroy. Um, yeah. He's the one that kind of, I don't know, brought that to Suzuki or whoever's attention that, hey, we need to we need to pick these guys up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to give them credit where credit's due. You know what I mean? Uh, so those are the ones that really stood out for me. Uh, the fact that Roxon uh, looks like this may be the turning point of the summer, uh, not because Sexton got up on top of the box, but – the three of us have talked about this off the record as well as on the show together. Is this the event that Roxon takes a turn and goes the wrong direction? Yes. I uh, just couldn't seem to move forward. Well, I think this is a pinnacle race for him as well as Webb. Yeah, he, he said he was sick. I was going to say, dude, on his Instagram, he said he was sick starting like gonna, last week he, and was sick all week. And I don't I don't believe that. I'm sorry. I don't. Well, we've heard we'll this see. before. You yeah. know, is it, is it uh, food poisoning? Is it Lyme disease? Cro- Crohn's is it, is disease. it chronic fatigue? Is it Crohn's disease? Is it, um, and no disrespect to Roxanne, he's more of a badass than I'll ever be. But um, I just think this will be a pivotal weekend for both Webb and Roxanne. Webb got a good start, went nowhere but backwards and pretty damn quickly. Um, I think this is, remember, you know, GL says it on the pod, or excuse me, on the show quite often. 
this this was the event weekend in my biased opinion where the momentum is going to shift this is where you're going to see ferrandis has nothing to lose the rest of the summer he's proven he's there he's there yeah. every weekend can put the bike down on the ground twice still competitive sexton can show he can pick the bike up after center punching his teammate race himself into the top 10 um i think it's very if I, if I was anybody and would be nervous, it'd be Ferrandis to think that Sexton could pick the bike up and come through the field and get in the top 10. Yep. And then the one weekend that he doesn't go down, he just simply wins the overall. Mm-hmm. If I'm Ferrandis, Sexton's who I'm worried about. We've all been talking about it. We just needed those weekends that Sexton put it together. I think this was the turning point for Sexton. I think it was a negative turning point for Roxon and Webb. And it's now a Ferrandis you know, you've got your top two to three guys. Uh, I know uh, Roxon's in the point-wise, but I don't I don't know. Uh, we have a, what, a two- or a three-week uh, week break going Th- forward? Three. three. Yeah, because the next race is August uh, 14th. 14th. Yep, at Unadilla. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, if there's anybody that's thankful for a three-week break, it's obviously going to be Roxon out of anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can look at that three-week break as either, oh, shit, or a three-week break, okay, I just need to get my batteries recharged and regroup. But uh, we won't know until we resume racing. But I think it was a very pivotal pivotal race for the boys this weekend. Um, I liked what I saw. I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens here. Um, I think Hopper's going to owe me 100 bucks on Hunter and Jet. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> so I'm going to be real honest with you. Uh, going to Unadilla, we know how good Kenny is there. Um, yeah. Talking about with Sexton, you know, finally get, hey, like, I got the confidence. I got a moto win. I ran with Eli and, and Dylan for the time being. You know, Kenny went backwards. We saw a little bit of the old Marvin Muscan, that first moto at, Wa- at Washougal. Tomac looks like he's kind of getting his first motos figured out. I'm going to be real honest with you. If Kenny goes out and lays an egg at Unadilla, which arguably is probably his best track at the Nationals, uh, it's I'm going to I'm really afraid that he's going to fall outside the top three in points at this point. Because, you know, Barsha still has good, is still, you know, obviously got the overall at Millville. Had an up and down day at Washougal, but a good first moto. Like I said, Eli's creeping up there. If he goes out and struggles at Unadilla, forget the championship. I'm nervous for him that he falls outside the top three in points by the end of the season. Not unrealistic whatsoever. Yeah, that not whatsoever. That would be the biggest. I don't even. I don't can't even think of a word right now in the in the language that would just that would be the biggest gut punch, I guess, to start off the season the way he did, better than he expected, better than all of us expected, and then just to just completely fall apart like bad. Because you know Sexton well, is going to start beating him now. Well, and, and I don't think any of our listeners would be surprised when you start reverse engineering this. It starts to look a lot like Webb kind of getting into his head and, yep. and winning Supercross the same way. It's just going to be a different color bike and a different number on the bike. So um, Frandis may have his cards, but you know you can't count out Christian Craig. Yep. You can't count out you know any of those Yamaha riders. Plessinger with one, you know, Sands one DNF. You could have a, a completely different narrative going into this couple two week three week break. Yep, and like I said, you know, Marv's got. We saw an old old Marvin show up. I know the Washougal people are like, well, he's got a Washougal, but still, just confidence thing. Coop, I think we've kind of we kind of see where Coop's at right now. This is just kind of where he is outdoors. KTM um, should fire him. Shut up. <laughs> Stop. Should probably just let him uh, go. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. If, if I'm Kenny and, and he comes out and lays a goose egg at, at Unadilla, I'm really nervous that he's not going to end up top three in points because, what, he's 47 back and Barsha and Eli are s- Eli's only 57, 58? I think Eli's only 
and I think Eli's fifty six. So and he's then Barsh like is like nine behind him. And I think Barsh is ten back of Eli. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's close. So yeah, it could get could get really interesting, and I would not be surprised to see him fall out of the top three. But again, with with the way we thought it was going to be coming in, where we thought we'd see him for two or three rounds and they'd be out. I mean, is it really? I think the more insane thing is, is how crazy is it that Dylan might wrap this championship up two rounds early? Oh, dude, it's wild. I mean, that dude yeah, is just. I think so it's good. realistic. I I completely agree. I, I really do. And I the crazy thing about that is, Coach, like of all people, like we we always talk about how deep this 450 class is right now. We talked about it in Supercross. Wait, hold on. Could he wrap this at Ironman when we're there? I mean, if he goes on, a, if he if he like say he goes one one, so at what do we got? Dilla Buds, but, Iron Man, Iron Man, Paula, and then, then Hangtown, Hangtown. So he's just got to have a hundred points by then. Well, no, he's got to have he'd have to have one hundred and fifty. No. No, wait a minute. He's no. got to have a hundred and one. No. Yeah. Yeah. If he's I'm got a hundred and one point. Yeah. Lead, I'm sorry. Uh, it's then, possible yeah. if he goes out and goes. I mean, and it's very possible that he could go one one at Unadilla. That'd be fucking wild. I mean, to wrap the championship three rounds early. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know about that. I guess because he's only what did we say? Forty seven ahead of Kenny, fifty four ahead of Eli. And it's gonna be it's gonna be over the fifty nah, point yeah. mark after Unadilla. Yeah, he may he may wrap it at Paula, but he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna. No, wrap that would it have, Iron and Man. That's, that'd be Car- way too much. Carmichael didn't never even did that. So. No, um, it's just wild to me that with how deep this field is, that <laughs> the rookie of the class is could possibly wrap the championship up two rounds early. He's, he's got some serious well, shit going on. He's done it. He's done it so convincingly. It's, I mean, how can you at this point even bet against him? If you do, you don't have a lot of brain cells. I mean, he's put himself on the ground. He's not cracked under pressure, whether it be from Tomac or Roxon or Sexton. I mean, he's just, and I know there's some people that say, yeah, but he's, you know, he's one of the oldest guys in the class. Yeah, I understand, but that's just the nature of our sport. He was making good money in the 250 class, and we all would have done the same damn thing given the opportunity. Yeah. Yamaha looks real good. No, nah, it's good stuff. Yep. Yep. And I'm just glad Christian Craig went ahead and signed with Yamaha because after the way the summer's looking right now, there's no place you're going to want to be at the end of the summer, in my opinion. No. Yeah, that team is like, I mean, me and Travis have talked about this before. That's going to be the most loaded 450 team outdoors, and even Supercross, that, I mean, dude, with just Eli and Dylan. I mean, yeah. just with them. I, I, I don't know. Well, Interesting dynamic. We sound like fair weather. We sound like fair weather friend, or fans too, because you know if you stop and you think about it, we were all laughing. Can the Omaha even begin to win? Oh, and look at the narrative that we're talking about now with just a few changes. You know, we could do a whole show on is it because they got away from the corporate bureaucracy? Um, you know, Star Yamaha. What do they have? What can they do that you know supposedly the corporate guys couldn't do? Um, you know, Keith McCarty was pretty honest on Whiskey Throttle talking about, hey, look. When you're a corporate, there's a lot of it takes a lot of effort to turn this yacht where Star Yamaha is a little bit, you know, not just a little bit, significantly smaller than factory Yamaha. Mm-hmm. If they need to make a change, they make a change. Where like Keith said on Whiskey Throttle, to make a change at corporate Yamaha, that it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of time. So yep. die I lock, think die we're lock. in a unique situation. Um, Supercross, maybe for the first time, we're actually even talking about Yamaha, like you just said. Uh, when will be the last time we talked about a Yamaha and Supercross? James Stewart? Oh, died. James Stewart, yeah. Because 2010, he you got know? hurt early. Yep. How crazy is that? I mean... 21 years later. 
Yeah. Or excuse me, 11 years later. Yeah, and the crazy thing is is that uh, you take Cooper Webb out of it and Yamaha could be 1-2 on the box or 1-2 in the points next year come Supercross with Dylan and Eli. Yeah. Just insert who you want to be first or second. It doesn't really matter. Hmm. Completely realistic. Yeah. And who would have thought a year ago that we would even be thinking that Yamaha would even be a legitimate contender, much less having two guys. And, hey, Christian Craig can haul the mail. Yeah, no, and that and that's the thing too is is Christian now has finally proven like, hey, when I said I was like a four fifty guy, I wasn't shitting you guys. I was a four fifty. That's guy. right. Yeah, believe yep. me now. And the pressure's off. Believe the hype. You believe know, the pressure's the off. Yeah. Yep. So he had a pretty good get know, off in practice yesterday, good, he, though. Oh yeah. Got lucky. Yeah, but but the fact that he got back up just shows that he's strong. He's in shape. He's got good people around him. He, um, so I, it's going to definitely be an, a different a different year for the blue team and. Um, you know, it's no secret that we're hearing that Cooper wants to go back there. Obviously, there's no room for him. But with Tomac Steele only being one year, it'll be interesting to see what direction that ends up going. How crazy is it that Star next year could win both 250 Supercross titles, 250 outdoors, 450 Supercross, 450 outdoors? Am I am I crazy, not, guys? Like, is that? Do you think that's a possibility? That's not. That's not an uh, impossibility at all. Like I know that people be like, "Well, look at the team." Like it's obviously not impossible, but like, I, of course it's possible. That's just, Hell yeah, that's insane to me that that's even possible. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that that's mind blowing to me. That's never that's never been done. I, there's a lot of things that have that's been, a, that's a more realistic possibility than saying Honda could win all four or all six, whatever the fuck. Yes, yes. So. Unfortunately, well, you know, good yep, on Bobby. Totally Regan. agree. Good on Bobby Regan and Brad Huffman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And Seth Rarick now, to hold everything together. Here's, Fuck here's something to think about, though, at the 10,000-foot at the view, and we won't know until time gets past us. With Will leaving, yep. do we see that what's what's still left there is the remnants of what he created or helped create or facilitated? And now all of a sudden we see a paradigm shift that that same success that Star saw starts to fall will, follow Will over to Gas Gas. We <sighs> know be. Troy Lee's not, not afraid to invest. You know, you've got you've got the Red Bull money over there as well, and we know Red Bull's not afraid to spend money. Yeah, they just did that. If they really believe pictures. in what's going on. Yeah, that could be that could be an interesting thing to see how this goes. I think I'm more nervous on that end. I'm really nervous for the upcoming 250 talent of the Star Team with Levi Kitchen and when Nick Romano and Matt LeBlanc come in. Uh, and you know, even though heh, not breaking any news, but I guess you guys will all find out after Loretta's Danger Boy Deegan going to Star. Uh, yeah. I'm more nervous for them because now they're not going to have that guidance. Not, you know, and I shit on Seth Rarick, nothing against him, but like he's not Will Hahn, and nobody really is. That's been proven mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. So now you got somebody like Levi Kitchen, who, you know, and Nate Thrasher for that fact. But I talk about Levi Kitchen because he's the rookie. Hey, I've had this guy in my corner. He's helping me not only the riding aspect, but you know, a little bit on the mental side. Like, hey, he's been there, done that, won a 250 championship done really well in the 450 class. Like he's helping me through, and now I'm about to make my pro debut, and he's not there anymore. And then I'm making my full first year debut next year, and he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm more nervous for them, I think, than anyone because they don't have that guidance anymore. And like I said, no disrespect to Seth Rarick, but he can't guide these kids through like Will can. No. He, 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 he had an okay pro career, but when I say okay, I just mean he made the races. Yeah. And, that's, and obviously that's fucking hard as it is, but... I just I feel bad for Levi Kitchen and LeBlanc and Romano and all these kids that are making their debuts soon that they're not going to have that guidance anymore. Yeah. And, you know, Bobby Regan can only do so much. 
Like he can't help these kids with the riding aspect of stuff. No, no. So I just I feel no. really bad for them. I, that for me is what I would be looking for. And I mean, God, I, I hope there's not a fall off on that end. It's a possible. When uh, just kind of changing the subject just briefly, you'd mentioned the Deegan situation. When does that become public? I mean, when Suppo- does that really? Supposedly after the Loretta's. Yeah, apparently after Loretta's, after his you know nine thousandth super mini race, he's going to uh, make the make the announcement. Straight to star. Yeah, that's that's what it's sounding like. Look, bro, they'll race Rider D. They'll get there when it's time. <laughs> All right. Whatever, man. I don't even. I can't even talk about Deegan. I just can't. I mean, I just can't. the kid's gonna make a gazillion dollars. He is. And he's then, already making a gazillion he, dollars. Then, so he's, he's gonna, gonna make a gazillion more. He has boxer briefs now. I saw something about that. Yeah. Awkward. A super mini kid has boxer briefs. Well, you know. What the hell? Whatever, you, man. You gotta love. You gotta love the marketing machine, right? What Brian, can you say about it? Brian Deegan is a fucking genius. A fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. If he, if he no, wants to come absolutely. over and help out, market the show. We're in. Yep. Yep. People can say what you want about Brian Deegan, but dude, guy's got a knack for making money. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan. He's a real cool dude too. Mm-hmm. Real cool guy. So when? So if uh, Deegan goes to Star Yamaha, when does he make his pro debut? Because considering he's only on Super Mini right now, he's not even on a one two five full time. Probably two years. So probably twenty four. The last thing I heard is twenty three after Loretta's twenty four something like that. The last thing I heard is they're going straight to the two fifty for Minios. So he'd be in B and whatever they call the schoolboy class now. I don't know. They change the name all the time. Schoolboy 2, bro. Schoolboy 2, whatever. Because uh, apparently he's not yeah. doing the 125 thing. Cause he's See already... how I know all this amateur shit? Yeah. Wow. Okay, Steve. Uh, and then he's... I'm good at amateur stuff. And he's going to Minio's, doing the B class, and then basically kind of doing what a lot of these guys have an A, bumping up to A right after Loretta's next year, and then probably making his debut at the Nationals, I would assume. Okay. Well, to be curious to see. I mean, I've heard some scuttlebutt about it, but I haven't seen anything come to fruition. All I know is Deegan is pretty damn small to be jumping on a 250F. That's that's all I'll say. Bro, yeah, he's he, been riding a 450. Yeah, bro, he better start doing steroids now. He's been riding a 450. <laughs> he better, they start better start pumping him full of roids because Coach is right. That kid is very, very small. You guys are crazy. He's, dude, he's fine. He's been riding a 450. Whatever, man. I don't care. Rip it, brah. We'll race right at D. We'll and, get there when it's and time. And Evan Ferry whooped his ass last time they rode a 125 together. Bro, Whatever. It's totally fine. Whatever. Evan Ferry's not making a gazillion dollars right now, all right? No, and Tim Ferry's not paying a gazillion dollars either. Oh, boy. Shh. Quiet. Quiet down. I know. We're not allowed to talk about stuff like that. This is a family-friendly <laughs> show, all right? We talk only facts. Positive. Only positive positive things. Positivity show. The show is positive. I am positive. Nothing but positive and truth. Truth and positives. Positives and truths. Yeah, exactly. I am positive. Area 51. That that Justin Cooper hit the ground hard as fuck at the end of that second moto yesterday. Yeah, we didn't see it either. No. Haven't seen anything online about it yet. I don't know how that anybody... I don't know how the broadcast missed that. I don't understand either. Blows my mind. Well, you go back to what you're saying, though. You know, if you have... It'd be one thing if Deegan's jumping on a, a bike that's relatively benign i mean no disrespect maybe if he was jumping on a suzuki i wouldn't be as concerned but to jump on a star yamaha that think about it jay coop uh jeremy martin you know thrasher these guys they're i'm not going to say they're huge dudes but you know you got jeremy martin he's got a lot of athletic maturity yep you've got jay coop who's a lot of maturity and a good side i'm not saying big guys i mean but i don't know man just for the listeners Stop and visualize and think about Deegan 
and compare Justin Cooper and compare one year from now. Is he going to be ready for a star Yamaha 250? Mm. I'd like to say yes, but I have to ask, is he really? I don't think so because you put him you put him next to like Nick Romano, who's not too much older than him, and Nick Romano, you could see the the maturity of the between them. You know, Nick Romano is he throws that two fifty F around pretty well. And like I said, you look at Deegan and he had a hard time, you know, even handling that KTM one twenty five. Romano tosses it. Who? Romano. He tosses it. it. Whatever, dude. Toss it? Yeah. Just because we're from New York doesn't mean you need to do that. I don't know. I'm just making shit up as I go along here. Yeah, it's very obvious. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I'm tired today. I don't know what you want. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, so, Jet Lawrence Championship over with? I mean. Uh, no, because Cooper tossed the shit. He tossed it right away at the end of that second moto. Uh, but I am a little disappointed. You I should mean, be getting nervous for your boy with these starts he's got going on. The starts do make me. It's I'm upset. Okay, let's face it. I'm just upset about it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This is HRC Honda. I mean, I think it was uh, Phil was talking about leaving the race last week, riding in the car with Mertz, and just telling him, like, look, dude, just go to a field and just do a 1,000 starts with the kid. He doesn't need to practice his motos. Just do a 1,000 starts. You know who uh, is, is worried about starts? Like, fuck, I could yank a better start. Pro Circuit Kawasaki. <laughs> Let's not change the subject right now. So anyway, so with Jet, no, I don't. No, I don't think the. Uh, I don't think the title's done. Let's see. He's. Uh, he's only eight points back. Oh yeah, but title over. He's eight points down. Yeah, but had Justin Cooper, Cooper, just Cooper passed it away. Had Justin Cooper not gone down. Here's what I really think. I think that Jmart's going to insert himself in this title talk here yeah. before the year's over. Yeah, I'm going to be real honest with you, and I don't care. Everybody can say in the comments below that I'm crazy. I think Jamar is proving right now, had he not got hurt in Thunder Valley, whose championship this would be right now. 100%. I'm not, I'm not 100% convinced that by the end of the year, he's not also saying that this is mine. I'm, yeah, I'm telling you right now. I don't care. I will debate this with anybody. But, yeah, you, the injury list that this dude has right now and the fact that he's going out there, and, I mean, he's not just winning motos. He's catching and passing people and leaving them like it's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I just if, if if I'm Jet or Cooper right now, like yeah, he's not gonna win the title. But I'm like, what the hell? Like seriously, this dude's got a bum shoulder, a bum wrist, broken fingers, God knows what else injuries he's got going on, and he's just waxing them. So he's only sixty one points down. I mean, he's not gonna win this title unless like Jet or Cooper completely implode. But he's definitely gonna. I hate to say this, but he's gonna pass Hunter in third in the points by the end of the season. I'm not saying well, it's okay. in the, in, is it any surprise he's already re-signed with Star? I mean, he knows he's where not to with Star. Be and where to. He's not. He's not re-signed he, with Star. He's going to Pro Circuit. Nope. He's already signed with Star. It's a done deal. Says who? No shit. Wait. What? Yep. I've talked to. I've talked to two guys. It's a done deal. He's already signed what for the next year. Fuck. Dude, that is wild because I'm pulpit. Jeff it was insinuated that he was not re-signed with Star. Yeah, that's a wow. Like, no. He's already. He's already re-signed with Star, and uh, so I just think it's interesting because, you know, what does that – I have no idea what the pay cut or pay increase, whatever that direction may go. But when you look at the depth of that Star team and for them to bring him back in with the injuries and all that, it goes back right to what you guys are saying. You know, what a different narrative it would have been if it wasn't for the scaphoid and if it wasn't for a couple fingers and if it wasn't for the shoulder and – goes back to what we said these guys have very long seasons a lot of them they're a lot of times they're riding injured think about what that means for star i don't know if it's a one or a two-year deal but think about that 
makes for an interesting, you know, supercross that's right around the corner. Wow. Well, I'm happy about that, though. Because I like when I had heard when I had heard the rumor that he was going to PC, I was like, okay, cool, good for Mitch. But like, what the fuck is Star doing? Well, like I said, it was super insinuated on Pulp last week because on Pulp they at, they legitimately asked him like, so are you going back to Star next year? And he's like, uh, well, we have a deal with someone. It's got to yeah. be yeah, it's but the, it's the same did, thing. That, but it's like, but it, I mean, it begged the question of okay, if you're re-signed with Star. Who you're already riding for? Why not just well, say it? Because it's it's, it's it's probably the same thing that happened when everybody thought he was going to pro circuit, and then at the last second, like, hey, it's star. Like they probably yeah. yeah. Well, just think about it though. I mean, he's destined to be on a 450 program, and that's just what you know. Pro circuit does not have, even though they did that for Brock Tickle that one year. You know, he's going to go where that future of a 450 program is at, and obviously, star is where it's at. Man, I. Yeah, but I get, dude. I think there's openings in Kawasaki. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be repertoire. Real, I'm gonna be real here. honest with you, and maybe I'm trying to connect the dots way too much, but like, connect them. Okay, just hear me out, and I'm gonna play the whole conspiracy thing. You're well, stupid. I, wow. Anyways, I it really makes me wonder though that if he was on the fence about going to Pro Circuit, like, hey, maybe I'll go to Pro Circuit with, after my deal's up, and then once the whole Eli thing, because everybody knows the connection that he has to Eli and John and all them. Yeah. Now Eli's on the 450 team. Like Coach just said, we all know the end game for Jmart is the 450 deal. He's expressed a lot of times, like, "Hey, I haven't finished missing the 250 class, but it's all about the 450." Especially with him getting older, Eli. Now it's been confirmed. We know that, but now that you know, 100% signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah, I want to be on this team because I want to be Eli's teammate. I know that it sounds stupid to think that Jmart would just be doing this for Eli because that's not the case. But it does make me wonder that, like, hey if there was a little bit of persuasion there from Eli or John or whoever, like, hey, you don't need to go to Cowie. Like, hey, we're just left there. You don't want to go there. I don't maybe. know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know. I don't know what you think, Coach. Maybe well, I'm it's not the craziest well, there's theory. No, there's just no place for him at Cowie because yeah. you've got AC that's got two years, and I, I would assume Anderson gets at least a two-year deal. Yep. So that locks up Ford if you play the musical chairs at the end of the season, where does he go? You know, he's going to be, he'll have a better potential over at Yamaha than he will anywhere else. Cause Tomac's only got a one year deal. You've got Ferrandis's deal will be up at the end of that two years. Yep. I mean, if you look at musical chairs, you know, Christian Craig, Craig's got a two year deal. Again, you got to play the timing of all this. Okay. If he goes to pro circuit, there's no way he's going anywhere in Kawasaki. Yep. Yep. You know, if, if, uh, Roxon retires immediately. Jet is going there. The big question is where is Hunter going to go in two years? There's not a whole lot of openings in that 450 program, so that's where I could see Jeremy. It's the best, and I don't want to say the only place, but I'd say it's his best option for a 450 at this point. And it looks like it's actually going to turn out to be the best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm happy for him though, because like I said, when I had heard that rumor, like I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, like. Jmart would be good on a cow. He has a good relationship with Mitch, like whatever. But no, I, I did think the whole entire thing that was a little bit weird. I'm like, why would Star want to get rid of him? Like, wh- why? Well, you know? and, and let's be real. I still, I still think, call me crazy, but he would have won that Supercross title had he not got hurt at the first round. 
I really do. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Absolutely. I, I'll sit there and I know Travis, you don't believe that because you have this thing with Jay Martin Supercross, but I'll argue it all day long. Like, I mean, he only didn't qualify for what two races. It's totally fine. Yeah. Every top guy's done that. Yeah. No big deal. Okay, that's a long time. Stu didn't qualify for two races. Anyway, like straight up, just didn't qualify. Didn't hey, wreck himself. Hey, into did Jet oblivion. Lawrence win that Supercross just title? Didn't qualify. Jet Lawrence won that Supercross. Jet title? Lawrence is another one. You know, just straight up didn't qualify for a couple yeah, of races. Man. Anyway, he's a generational talent. Okay. <sighs> You and Tool Man Dan. <laughs> Me and DB were on this page. I was actually texting DB about this last week. Really? He's, were you? Yeah. Really? Generational You were talent. texting him. I was. Really? Legit. You want me to pull you the got, DMs? You got, Jace, you got Jace's number two? You texting him? I haven't texted Jace yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's next on my list. <laughs> but I was texting, I was texting DB <laughs> after <laughs> listening to Paul telling him, bro, you're totally right. These guys are all fucking idiots if they don't think he's a generational talent. You're yeah, 100% Matt, right. Matt has told me the same thing. What they, I love it that that ge- is a generational talent. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, I'm just kidding. He didn't because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> really? That's, is that breaking news? That's breaking news. Breaking news. He Steve was trying. To, he was trying to tell. He was trying to tell DB that that Jet was not a generational talent, and it's a fucking idiot statement. DB is 100 percent correct on this. I will fight yeah, everyone to we, the death. We about already it. had. The, yeah, we already had this conversation a little bit at the end of last show. Just my stance on that. The way I, you know. If you want to talk about generational talent, look, just go back and listen to Pulp last week, and you will see how DB I don't lays listen it. To Pulp. Well, go back and listen to it because you well, need to see only, how the only DB podcast lays I listen out. to is Cookie and the Coach, Gypsy wow. Tales, and Main Event Moto. The gargling noises coming from over there are impressive. Look, we've only had. To, <laughs> look, when we get Jason here, I'll There's say the same so thing. So much shit all over your Shut face from your nose fuck. being shoved up Cookie's ass. All right, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. God, that was great. Anyways, we got we got Coach on way past eight o'clock. He probably has to go eat dinner. Yeah, what's, you know, for, what's for dinner? Why are you asking him that? It's personal. He doesn't oh. need to tell you that. Yes, he does. You know, it's it's funny you say that. Uh, we have a new cookbook that's out, and we have a meat pie from one of our clients that we picked up when we were in Australia. So um, Kayla's fixing that up, and then uh, Cooksy and I go on at nine o'clock tonight here. So uh, oh god, it, uh, holy yeah, shit! So we're, Jesus, we're going to get a little bit of dinner with uh, with Michaela. We just got back from a. Uh, a bike workout before we got on the call together tonight. So, Coach, uh, do you yeah, ever sleep? I, <laughs> do you ever sleep? You know, uh, <laughs> I just appreciate you. I appreciate you guys being patient. You know, I mean, it's the schedule is pretty rigid, but um, I pretty much can tell you where I'm going to be any day of any week, uh, even a year out. Uh, we just uh, we just shot some videos with uh, David at Whiskey Throttle, and we were kind of teasing about I. I'm about as left brain as it comes. Like on my daily calendar, it tells me when to take the trash out. It tells me when to, uh, literally I have it on when to wake up, when to go to sleep, when we go to the gym, including drive time. Some people laugh about it, but uh, it's the only way I can get stuff done. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big nine hour a night guy with it when it comes to sleep. But, uh, I was just about to ask you that coach. God, I wish I was just about to ask you that. Don't be a hypocrite. Now you're telling all you guys get nine hours. And then if you tell us four, I'm going to be real upset. Shit. No, nine is nine is my thing, but you know, Mikhail is very patient. Once once the eyes open up, it's pretty much wide open and um, you know, like I said, we, we get our workouts in here and there and we do a lot of talking there and dinner's something that we really prize as a family. We've done it um ever since we've been together. It's just I don't want to sound like an old fuddy duddy, but to me dinner time is great. No phones, we sit, you know, with us Love with the it. kids and we sit and we talk and we just make it a priority. You know, no. it coach wakes up in his workout clothes and then he goes on a spin bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're afternoon well, workout he, people. Oh, okay. Right? My bad. My bad. Yeah. Well, it, we're still kind of screwed up. Cause like, 
we we traveled all day Friday. We had a pretty significant delay coming out of. We flew from San Diego to Denver and then Denver to here, and we had an you know the I don't know if it, if the listeners know this, but like the way the airlines do their statistics is as long as they push that plane back, it's on time. And they pushed us back, and we sat on the tarmac about 50 feet from the, uh, you know, where they push you back. We sat there for about 45 minutes, and then they let us go out onto the runway, and we sat there for another 45 minutes. So we ended up not even getting back to Orlando until, I guess it was right around midnight. And then the luggage was backed up. We got our luggage around 1, and we got home around 2. And then, uh, you guys, the listeners don't care about my life, but essentially came home. We had cooked breakfast at, you know, one thirty in the morning, and by the time we decompressed, we actually went to bed at 3.30 in the morning Eastern time. So we've been kind of playing catch-up all weekend. <laughs> oh, man. So, but Busiest it's good. Man in the I wouldn't industry. change it. Busiest man in the industry. That's all right. So. Well, you know, like like the three of us tease off the record, you know. We've been doing this for 35 years. It's the 35-year uh, overnight success, as everybody likes to say. Yes, Hundred percent, love it. So <laughs> working on my ten-year overnight success keep, at this yeah, point. Yeah, keep grinding, man. Keep, which is that's, that's what exactly we do around here. It. We keep grinding. Justin's about to start his ten-year overnight success here yeah, in the next ten, six months. Yeah, ten-year man, just been around it for a long nah. time. Well, and, and what I love about my job is, you know, BC Pizza is one of your presenting sponsors, and um, I've worked with Warren Nelson for uh, probably six or seven years. And, you know, Chris and his brother that started BC Pizza, and then obviously Warren's mom Sandy and his sisters just absolutely great people all the way around so coach to be i actually on a show used, i used to be warren's mechanic back in 09 oh oh my goodness what a small little world yep i've actually known the nelsons for a very long time i was really good friends with Chantel and sheena uh, i've known yep. i've known them since warren was probably on 65s um there you yeah go. and i actually used to uh used to be their mechanic for a little bit and then uh i actually my buddy the one who owns the restaurant that uh i run um I'm actually the one that got him set up with Chris and all them to get the store going. That's so cool. Yep, yep. So I was, I, I always forget to mention that. I always just wanted to bring it up, whether it be on air or off. Be like, yeah. yeah, you know, you know, Nelsons. Remember, remember them. But actually, it's funny because I remember when I was up the first time I went up to their house. Uh, Warren, when he was still on Super Minis, his last year, um, he was talking to me, and you know, we were getting ready to. Uh, we weren't riding that day, but getting ready. He was doing some workouts. He was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I just got off the phone with Coach Rob, you know, got all my stuff in there. And it's just funny that all these years later, like, here we are. So, yeah, small, That's right. small world. Small little world. But uh, as the comedian says, it's a small little world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's all good. But uh, oh, thanks yeah. always, guys, for having me on the show. I deeply appreciate it. And thanks to listeners for, for you know taking the time to listen to us bench race. I always enjoy it. And let me know when, when you've got time. I'd love to come back. Oh yeah, wait. We have open. I'm gonna schedule over the next couple of weeks the last five shows. So I've got, uh, I think I've got Unadilla full, and I think that's it. So I've got to get the other ones. Iron Man, I think we're full because we're gonna be at that race. So we'll do stuff with riders there in the pits. Uh, so yeah, so the other ones. But I'll touch base with you and we get that to, all lined we, up. We definitely need to try to get Coach on for the off season of the silly season show. Yeah, that's always a fun yeah. one. Oh yeah. Nope, I'm I'm down for it. You know, whenever you need some sloppy seconds, just give me a buzz. Oh God, Jesus, here we go. Well, coach, coach, let let everybody know where they can find you at. Oh, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, Complete Racing Solutions is our website. Uh, we've got all kinds of coaching programs. We've got all kinds of resources. Uh, you don't even have to pay for them. You know, we've got a lot of videos and articles and stuff. 
um, when it comes to coaching, if you're looking for something, whether you're a weekend warrior, or maybe you, you yourself or you've got a young rider in the family wants to make it to Loretta's or whatever's important to you, uh, there's all kinds of programs that are there. CompleteRacingSolutions.com. We have a membership area. We do two live webinars with all of our members every month. But uh, love to help out any of the listeners. If you've got a frustration that you guys are just like butting your head against the glass ceiling, uh, send me an email, contact at coachrobrobb.com, and Jennifer will get that over to me, and I promise I will personally email you back. Just be patient. It may take me a couple days to get back to you, but um, I promise I will get back to you. Uh, We have these conversations in our staff meetings all the time. People are like, hey, why don't you have an FAQ area? I'm like, when a dude emails you and says, hey, I have a spiral fracture, I have a grade two concussion and you know, what do I do? <laughs> you can't put that in an FAQ. So <laughs> I, I want the listeners to know we'll, we'll definitely get back to you, whether it's dealing with an injury or not able to drop weight or struggling with our pump or whatever the issue may be. Hit us up, man. I'll be happy to get on the phone with you. Let's figure out what we can do to fix it. Like I said, it's the sports. I, I want the sport to grow. I want the riders to be able to go faster, longer, less injuries. And just please let us know how we can help in any way. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, Coach, for coming Thank you so on. Much. Thanks, guys. Go get some dinner so, much. so you can get to Cooksey. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All All right, night, appreciate coach. it, guys. You have a good show. I'll be listening tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Later. Thanks, guys. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye. All right. Coach Rob again. Awesome. Great guy. Gotta love it. Yeah, it's great. Love it. Love it. Should we call Hubert? You could try. See if you pick up. I'll right, call. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, we could hit Meshi up. <laughs> I'm not calling Meshi. I know. We I'll could call, call Bobby. No, even though he I'm wasn't there. Hubert. What did Hubert get yesterday? Hold on. Well, yeah, you might want to check that out before you Let even call him up. up, cold call him. You're the one. Look, dude. Look, he was having a great. He was having a great day yesterday. You know, I think he was in like 16th or 17th for quite a bit of that first moto. Don't really know. I think he was in like 20th or 21st the second moto. I don't know where he finished. Um, I just want to know because that was the last track. I figured that he would be. Uh, he would have his best results of the year so far. We've been going for a long time, man. We gotta, we gotta watch this. We gotta lock this up here. No, no. But we'll call Hubert here in a second. Just um, so, uh, dude. How, so I don't know what happened between Jep between that first moto and that second moto, but holy fucking shit, the second moto is so much better. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, and I, you know, jokingly said what I said earlier about the championship. Like, obviously, eight points is nothing. I only say that, though, because, and I can't remember, I don't know if we touched on it at the end of the last week's show, but here's the thing. So, we know that Jet, he's faster than, than Cooper. Like, yeah. And right now, quite a bit of guys, like Cooper, we know he's kind of a mental head case. Like, he got the Supercross title out this year, he's the points leader, but we know that he mentally might not be the strongest guy. And it, it bothered him in Millville when J-Mart, both motos caught and passed him, Moseman, and then the second moto, J-Mart catching and passing him again, mm-hmm. especially with the way he did it. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Eight points is not anything like you can make that up in a day, mm-hmm. but jet needs to get his starts under control. Cause I'm telling you this right now. I don't care what you say. I don't care who it says this to me. If you tell me for the next five rounds that these are how the starts are going to go, Jet's losing this championship. I will, 100%. I will bet 100, 100%. I don't care how much money. I'm a jet homer. I'm not going to argue that man. Because if he gets a start, we know we, we he's going to win this title. Mm-hmm. But if he continues to get outside the top 10 starts, he's not going to win because the thing is, you're going to guarantee Cooper's going to be one one through three off the start. And Jet just is not going to have time to run him down He definitely 12th. But, then, but if you have Jet get starts like he did yesterday in the second moto, it's but, game over for everyone but else. But see, here's the problem, though. You can say that, and, he, and there was a huge difference. I don't know what it was. 
but he only got second because Cooper went down. Cooper was what? Yeah, 12, 15 true. seconds yeah. out on him. So, yes, I completely agree. But one thing to think about, too, and they said this on the broadcast, we're getting into some tracks that Jet has not been to. Yeah, like Unadilla. We didn't go to Washougal. He didn't go to Unadilla. He hasn't he's been to Buds. He's never been to Hangtown. Yep. He hasn't no, he's been, been to Buds. He was there his rookie year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, he's so been he's to been Buds in Crawfordsville. So, the last three out of five rounds, he's never been there. Yep. And so. Unadilla, <laughs> even though it fits his style more mm-hmm. than anything, yeah. Unadilla could go one of two ways. I think it's going to go one or two ways. I think he's either going to go kill it or he's going to have his worst weekend yet. Yeah. Because we know how rough Unadilla is for first-time guys. Yep. Like, Unadilla is that one track where it's a man's track. Well, did you hear they're filling in Gravity Cavity? (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. Sweet. Nationals. 35 plus two men. Let's just fucking make it's this a joke. Shit. It's a joke. God, because all the all the prime things have been so bad. Like like Larocco's wasn't good. I know. Those sand rollers weren't good. Yeah. So it's just a joke. You know like, the funny thing though is, is that watch them actually fucking do it. Nah. Or them just take out the you know the fucking elevator section or whatever. Oh God, yeah. Um. So no, it's obviously not over. But I, like I said. If you're going to tell me that Jet's going to keep getting 10th place starts, the title's over with. Yeah, he's Because Justin Cooper's not going to get it. That whole first moto at Southwick, that was a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get a 10th place start. So, yes, Jet may have him covered speed-wise, but, um, but J-Mart thing, though, I'm going to be real honest with you. I could see him winning at least a moto every, like, at least a moto at each of these next five rounds. 100%. Like, I can honestly see him going 1-2 two or 2-1 two, and getting every overall from here on out. Can we talk about something I just noticed here? What? I mean, yes. I'm, so, I was looking up Hubert's results. Mm-hmm. Carson Brown raced. 252 banger. In the 450 class. Yep. And he got 18th the first moto, 17th? Yeah. Well, he was beating yeah. Cody Shock. 18th he and was, a DNS. He was, yeah. I think that him. What the fuck? I think from him being away from racing, like, he realized that two motos. Yeah, but he was beating Cody Shock, dude. He yeah, was straight up like on a 252 stroke. And a track that is the least favorable to a 252 stroke. And I don't care if he rides that track all the time. Like Wild. It's, and like I said, I didn't he, even know he raced yesterday, to be real honest with you. Yeah, well, his name. I don't pay attention. Yeah. Uh, but him and Cody Shock, like, were having a legit, like, they were going at it for like 20 minutes straight. And then obviously Cody got around him, but like, that's impressive to me. Wild. So. Um, you want to call Hubert and talk to him yeah, about Sakamoto? Yeah, I just got one more question before we get on to this. Yeah. The Dylan Schwartz thing. So you know I'm a Dylan Schwartz homer. He's yep. killing it, having a really good season. He had a couple up and down rounds. You have you know. a man boner for him? Yeah, I do. No, I, I think that the fucking dude, the kid's legit. Nothing against the Suzuki. He's making it work, but we know that he should be on bigger and better things. Yes. Um, if you're a team right now, and I don't know what the way they structure their deals over Bar X, probably nobody outside of that team knows, because, like, why would it be, com- why would it be you know, knowledge? Yeah. Um. If you're a team right now, a factory 250 team, what team right now w- do you think would be looking at him? Well, I mean, Star Yamaha's got a gazillion dudes, so it's why not, not add one more? Now, it, let's, I mean, we joke about that, but let's be like, if we're talking realistic, <sighs> I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> don't shoot me for saying this. I think team, I think factory KTM should pick him up opposite Max Volan. Probably, yeah. Like, what, what, am I crazy for thinking that? No. Like, wouldn't that be... I understand that Dylan, like, his Supercross season wasn't great. Yeah. But right now, his outdoor season, like, he is opening eyes. He's an animal. And uh, the only other team I have is kind of in that same wheelhouse. 
Cass Cass. Yeah. Opposite Brown and Moseman. Because we know me, Husky's but... not going to work with RJ, Jalik, and, and Styles. Yeah. But would it be crazy, I mean, for Red Bull to pick him up? Oh. Uh, I mean, maybe. I think he'd be insane on a factory KTM. Probably. It'd be interesting to see what the difference is between. Do you think there'd be a difference? Because I think there would be. I mean, I if he's it, getting I sixth. I think he'd pick up some stuff. I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe not. I, what's he get on that Suzuki? Like, is he paying to do anything? No, no. He's there. He, he's a, he, if if, if they have a factory rider, he's their guy. Okay. He's their number one guy on the team. So it really is just bike difference. So that's probably good for a couple spots. I mean, dude, but top, we're talking about top, the top five, dude. Then, but I we're guess. talking about the bike difference too. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. That's a, really the only difference then is the bike difference. So we're talking top five, dude. I mean, at that point, I if think. I'm if I'm KTM, I'm seriously looking at him for next year. Yeah, they're probably not, but I'm seriously looking at him. I mean, for the next question year. is, is KTM putting another dude on a 250 next year? Do you think they Period? should? Because I think they yes, should. They they they. Max KT- can't KTM, be. Husky, and Gas Gas should all have four 250 riders. Yeah, I don't understand why Husky has three. Again, when they when they reorganized here, they dropped like ride, the amount of 250 riders they had. As yeah, and their logic them. for oh, we just switched guys. Like you're still the, there's numbers that are missing, and we even covered yeah. this in our show. Yeah, like so, Star has more than four. Cowie has more than four. Mm-hmm. Honda, we know the situation there, so like they're not really. It is yeah, what it's it a is. Weird thing. But why out of the fucking one team that has more backing within their team than anybody? I don't know. Would you not? <laughs> I don't know. We go from three to two to one. Like, how does that shit make sense? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think that Dylan Schwartz should really get a shot at a team. And I think the factory KTM would be. Perfect. I think so, too. I think that'd be good. He'd be beat Max. Well, he already is, kind of. Somewhat. Max had a bad day yesterday. Max had a real bad day. Yeah. He went to, uh, let's see. He wasn't even on my radar. I don't know. I'm looking at 450s. I can't believe Webb fades so bad. Yeah, he's a super cross guy. That's a shitty situation. Think it'd be any different on the Yamaha? He's not going to answer. No, I know he's not. We're here trying to talk well, to him. Was he in California? If he's in California. It's five there. I mean, going on six. He's oh, probably doing shit. He should shit. totally answer then. All has been forwarded to an automatic. Well, never mind. So, um, yeah, I, I think that this kind of just proves that Coop is not comfortable running... Because his speed, like, he's shown the last couple of motos that his speed at the beginning of the moto is not, it's there. I just don't think he's comfortable running that pace for 35. Fades like a cheap suit. No, no, see, here's the thing. I don't think it's fading. I think it's just him mentally. He doesn't want to run that pace. And he's even said it. I'm not comfortable going that fast for that long. Outdoors. Yeah. I don't think it's him fading because we know that his cardio is not an issue. Yeah. I don't think he's pumping up. I don't think it's a bike issue. I just think that mentally... He just doesn't want to go that fast. Like he look, He's probably looking at going, dude, I got two 450 Supercross titles. Could get a third next year. I got all this money. I'm the top dog at Red Bull. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just fine with being a five to ten dude outdoors. Weird. Yeah, it is a little weird, though. I mean, we know the Supercross. Does it hurt his legacy in the sport? I mean, I don't think so. Does hmm. Kenny never having a Supercross title on a 450, does that hurt his legacy? Uh, maybe a little bit. You think so? Yeah. I mean, like, a lot? Not, like, a lot, but it does hurt it. I mean, does it hurt Eli's legacy that he only has one 450 Supercross title? No, I no, I think that actually helps his legacy, the fact that he at least has one. He got it done. All right, we don't have too much more time because that bat is going to run out of space. All right, so, space, uh, so we got a three-week break going into Unadilla. We have various events. Uh, I like how GL and Weege had to explain to people the reason why we are not on NBC for two weeks <laughs> is the Olympics, as if fucking people didn't already know that. Um You'd be amazed. Three weeks going into Unadilla. 
Uh, winners for both classes. Dilla. Oh, boy. Much Dilla. needed break for actually a lot of these guys. Dylan is going to win at Dilla. Do you think that there's a possibility that with Marv kind of seeing the little bit of old Marv, him very good at Unadilla, Kenny being good at Unadilla, Dylan being Dylan right now, that we could have a Euro 1, 2, 3 in the 450 class? Marv's got to do something more than one time in a row for me to no, believe no. that something's going to happen. But I'm saying, is it out of the realm of possibility? Because I'm going to be real it's honest with you, Eli realm, is not the greatest at Unadilla. It's not out of the realm, but I don't think so. I think you're going to see a the only other person. Sexton person going on and Barsha. Yeah. Um, I am a little Barsha. It does York. make me, bro. We're gonna get some pizza after this. It right? does make it pizza does and a bagel. It does make me a little nervous on though. Bam but, TV. Bam bam. I don't watch that. Bam. It does make me a little nervous <laughs> that sex. <laughs> it does make me a little nervous though that Sexton got twenty seconds put on him after Eli got around him. That second moto, bro. Now, Sexton blew his wad the first moto. We all know this. Yeah, it kind of seems to happen with him on this 450 now. Plus, Eli's a fuck. Eli was a fucking animal yesterday. So, second moto. This is the okay. So one more thing before you go into your winners. Uh, were you super impressed though with how Eli was pulling an Eli beast mode there? Yeah. And then the last mo- the last lap, Dylan just turned it, wicked it up. Well, Eli said there was a corner that he went outside. He was going outside, outside, yeah. and straightening out. Yeah. Going he, in. And yeah. he said he tried it with Dylan, and Dylan got a super good run on the inside and kind of blocked him or whatever. But Dylan put and in that, his fastest yeah, lap that, that last oh, yeah, lap, though. Yeah, that was impressive. So was that where you think? I was thinking, oh, Eli's just going to go. Because like, did they both go to 213s or no, is it just no. Eli? Eli only went to 213, yeah, but Dylan went 214-1 or something the last yeah. lap. But that's the thing, though. Were you thinking that the moment Eli caught him, you were like, one lap, he's going to make a push? And he's going to get around him. And then Dylan just, nope, sorry, It was dude. a surprise that he didn't get Dylan. Yeah, that pretty the much. the way he was moving. Yeah, that pretty much shows right now that this is that. If you want to look at any moto, that sums up Dylan's season yeah. right now. Yeah. That, at any moment, he can flip the tr- switch. Yep. And he can wick it up when he wants to. Yep. Yeah. Anybody that has any arguments of, oh, this has not been Dylan's championship since the jump. Yeah. You're fucking high. Pretty much. Like, he is dominant. Like, even without winning a bunch of motos, he is pretty much dominated mm-hmm. this entire season. Which is why he is my pick to win Unadilla. Okay. So, 250s. <sighs> when you got to go at this point with what we know and, and see. And also, let's factor gotta, in there might be a mutter. This is New York in August. We could have a torrential downpour. I would go with, um, I'm going to go with Coop and J-Mart split. Motos, really, and one of them gets the overall. So what happens to Jet? Until Jet can prove to me that he can get off the gate, both motos. Um, at what point are you like out on him? What point are you at the nervous zone for Jet with him not winning this title? I have located the panic button in the drawer. When do you press it? Pulled it it out and is sitting on the desk. So it's like right here. It's like right here. So like the hands right here. No, the hands not over it. Oh, okay. The panic so, button's like here, the hands like here. So like where's what is going to be the For our visual people like the yeah, panic button. What's what's going to be hitting the panic button? What has to happen in the next 5 rounds? Where are you just at like hey, it's if over. If we it, it, so it, okay, so if you go to you go to Dilla, you go to Buds and then Crawfordsville and it's 5 weeks in a row. This is 5 yeah, races yeah, yeah. in a row. What I'm saying is if you go to Dilla and Buds yep. and we get 15th place starts in all these motos those four and motos. only work our way into like fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Yeah, okay. all four of those motos. Yep. Then panic, panic button, button gets Crawford, smashed Crawfordsville. by Crawfordsville, and we're done. Yeah, because I would say that out of those five rounds, Paula and and Crawford's or not Paula and Buds would be the rounds that he would he he's going to do the best. Yeah, 
But like I said, Unadil is either going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to smash it, mm-hmm. or he's going to have his worst two motos he's had since he's went pro. 100%. Because that is the one track, and we all know, especially with the long ruts, and especially if it's a monsoon, that things can, when they go bad, they go bad, and they keep going bad. They don't get better when things start going awry at Unadilla. Nope. So um, I agree with the Dylan thing. I just think that... If it's a mutter, I actually think we stand a better chance of winning. I think him and Hunter have his chance of going 1-2. Yes. If it's a mutter. I think But so Cooper too. is also very good at Unadilla in the mud. I mean, look what he did his rookie year. Yes. Um, I think I don't disagree with the Dylan thing. I mean, you know where I stand on Dylan. I think that he's going to wrap this championship up at Paula. I don't think that there's any reason to not believe that. Yep. Um, and the two fifties, I think Jmart goes one one. I think Jmart right now is out to prove something. I think the only thing, and I don't disagree with him and Coop splitting motos. I think the only reason Cooper won that first moto, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, he rode great at Washougal, was because Jmart was in sixth or seventh the first lap yeah. you tell me that jay martin third the first lap yeah he gets around rj and coop pretty quickly and I, yeah i i think right now we're kind of seeing the dominance that is star yamaha um i don't i'll be interested to see in 12 months if we're still talking the same way i think we are i, I really do maybe i mean i don't know why we wouldn't because 12, mon- 12 months ago we weren't talking about star 450 like we are talking about star it's not like the right bar's now. gonna it's not like the bike's gonna get worse I mean, yeah. the bike's either going to be better, even more better, or it's just going to stabilize, which <laughs> even when being stabilized, it's still the best two fucking bikes in the class at this point. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't. Kenny's going to be a big question mark. Uh, and Marv. And as for the 250s, I mean, I mean, what else? Who is Pierce Brown? Can he keep it up? Can Mosman get a win? Is Joe going to just continue to just slide under the radar and Does get fifth? Does Jalik get back in there? Does Forkner ever come out and do anything again? Forkner, I mean, maybe. Jalik, no. Styles, maybe have a good moto here and there. RJ will be in there. I mean, we talked about this on the fantasy show. We're kind of at the point where we know like, yeah. who the guys are. Uh, I guess my biggest question is at Unadilla, what are the rooks going to do? Because we got the rookies coming in. We got Chance Hymas. We ain't got time to we get got, into all no, this. No, no. I'm just, that's my, that's my, I'm more interested in that. What are the rookies going to do? Levi I'm, Kitchen. Hymas, I have no expectations. Jet Reynolds. Kitchen's a top 20 dude. Kitchen. Reynolds, what? I have no expectations that he's even going to be in the top 20. Um, I think Reynolds will be outside the top 20. Hymas, I think he could go any which way. I have no no expectations on him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because you, cause I don't you really look, know at, you look at like the Texas, like the Spring Nationals, Hymas beat Kitchen. Now he only beat him one moto. Uh, he still beat him. Yeah, but then the next moto, Levi went out and put 40 on him. Well, I'm just saying. And, th- and that's not a knock. I think Hymas is the real deal. It's just Levi has been proven that he's a lot better. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the only rooks coming in. I think Preston Kilroy is going to be on the, the national team, okay. the Bar X team full time. Okay. Um, I don't think KTM has anybody else. Husky, like they got Evan Ferry, but he's not. Talon Hawkins, I don't think, is going pro. Not yet, no. Um, Yamaha, obviously, Romano's still in B. LeBlanc's injured. Ryder D's still in B class. Uh, Honda doesn't obviously have anybody else. Cowie, no. KTM, no. Husky, I mean, and Gas Gas doesn't have anyone. No, not yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, it's either going to go really, really well for the rookies or it's going to go really, really bad. One of the two. There's only two ways it can go. It can either go good or it can go bad. You can have it either way. It doesn't matter. They all go 11th, 12th, and 13th. <laughs> no, I think I think Kitchen Kitchen's going to definitely be in the top 20. Kitchen will be top 10 both motos. Kitchen, The Kitchen at Redbud versus the Kitchen you'll see at Unadilla will be the different one. Hymas is going to be the biggest question mark. Jet Reynolds, I completely agree. He's going to suck. Outside the top 20. Yep. Yeah, for sure. He's probably burnt already. 
To be honest, oh, for he's sure. probably burnt. And Ryder D will be burnt when he goes pro, too. Yep. It's too much expectation to be putting on these kids that early. Team Green. Team Green. Ryan Holiday. Sucks wieners. Ryan Holiday. Wonder if we'll ever see Seth Hammaker again. <laughs> Tell Supercross. Probably not. All right. This has been another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show presented by BC Pizza, TLR Coatings, and Premier Custom Trailer. That was who I didn't say at the beginning. TLR Coatings. Never did the read on them. TLR Coatings. Good thing I know the owner. He's not going to be upset. Yeah, he's kind of a dick, though. He's the guy that does the read. Such an asshole. Yeah, he's kind of a fucking douche. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. JT Cycles and uh, uh, the Dirt Bike Depot also on board with us. Um, we are off for the next couple of weeks here. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back the Friday before with the uh, Unadilla Fantasy, Fantasy Show. Um, so make sure to keep an Aaron eye out Cole for that. brag about how his day went. We, um, we will have some... Uh, some videos in the meantime for the YouTube audience. Uh, I'm working on the Redbud vlog. Hopefully that'll be done this week. I am going to do a whole bunch of video cuts from the last few shows here ever since basically we had Cooksey on because I still have some from that show that I didn't do. Uh, so I'm going to do some some audio clips. So if you guys don't listen to the whole show, hopefully we'll have some clips that will draw you guys in. You'll want to listen. Uh, I'm going to try to do some of the other moto vlogs that I have. We're going to start getting some of the bike build videos out. I'm going to hopefully start producing some of the some of the smaller videos here as we go uh, for the next few weeks here to get us through until the last five, and then we'll make a push, and then off-season will be full of videos that are not anything to do with uh, with the Pro Series. So, anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Make Dave sure Prater, to, call us. Make sure, yeah, Dave Prater, can't wait to hear from you, buddy. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. Uh, links in the description to all of the sponsors. Links in the description to merchandise. There's links in the description to Amazon to help support us. There's links in the description to Patreon to help support us. If anyone's interested in sponsoring the show, I can send you a sponsorship packet, which will lay out basically everything that you would need to know about that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks, Thank Coach you. Rob, Thank for coming on. Uh, Matt Hubert, thanks for not picking up the phone, asshole. Can't wait to talk to you soon. We'll be talking to you at Unadilla, buddy. Actually, we'll be seeing you at Crawfordsville. I was going to say, you mean at Iron Man? No, but like we could call him up at Unadilla. We, have a, Unadilla. we have a full show at Dilla. Oh, we do? We have a full show. Oh, okay, you'll have to tell me after we go off. Yep, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. We will see you in a few weeks. <laughs>